from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did uh, did you see my my holiday outfit that I wore that I posted on IG? With a mesh shirt, yeah. yeah. Good for you, babe. <laughs> okay, so let me let me explain. Let me explain that. Okay, oh, you feel like you have to defend it now? <laughs> yeah, no, not defend it. <laughs> not defend it. But I just need to explain it. So for anyone who didn't see the photo, okay. please explain so, what you were wearing. I okay. Oh, just give me give me one second. Okay, <laughs> give yeah. me one second. Okay, okay. So over the holidays, we a few years ago started doing Secret Santa. Right. So yeah. just between families. So not everybody's buying all this stuff for everybody else. You you get a secret Santa. And I always like to jack with the person who may have my name. Okay. Right. So you provide a list of just like a wish list of things for them to go on. But yes. I am always like super hyper specific that there's no wiggle room for anything. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So on my list for my secret Santa was a pink mesh shirt. Yes. Rose-colored glasses. Yes. Cool socks and <laughs> and yeah. and a tactical flashlight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, so that's very specific. Very specific. You weren't kidding. No. Like very specific. <laughs> and the best part is because it's Secret Santa, they get the list and they can't go, "What is the matter with you?" Yeah, right? Totally. They just have to do it. Uh-huh. Okay? They just have to do it. And so that's what I asked my Secret Santa uh, to give me over the holidays, and that's exactly what I got. Was a pink mesh shirt rose-colored glasses, cool socks, and a tactical flashlight, okay? okay? And I had a big plan for it, which was my my outfit, which I wore, and then I matched it with pink shorts and, like, a red stripy shirt and everything else. I thought it was a huge hit, right? Yeah. Like, a huge hit. And I was a little bit drunk, and I was like, oh, what are you going to do? Okay? Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, tell. Yeah. couldn't tell in the photo. At no, all. At all? You couldn't tell? No. No, yeah. Mainly because you were holding a drink in your yeah. hand, too. <laughs> <laughs> that literally would have been every photo of me over the holidays. <laughs> holding a drink in my hand uh no and then so the tactical flashlight because we were out at the cottage right and when you turn all the lights off it's in the middle of nowhere like the place is in the middle of nowhere and when you turn all the lights off you can't focus on your hand in front of your face it gets so dark wow so Catherine's like why don't we use the tactical flashlight and we'll turn off all the lights and we will do hide and seek okay and the person who's doing the seeking gets the flashlight and the only rule is, is that when you find somebody, if you're hiding and you see that light in your face, you have to scream. Okay. Okay. Oh because there's, there's, Yo, this sounds like a horror okay. movie right there's now. There's nothing more terrifying than opening a closet slowly, putting in a flashlight and seeing a face on the floor and it screams back at you when the light hits it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So those are the rules. So it's me, Catherine and Roxy. Is that you? And okay. Slender Man, apparently. Yeah, Slender Man. So <laughs> I, I suck at, um, uh, hide and seek because I'm huge. Yeah. Okay. So I get caught immediately. I'm the guy who takes a blanket and stands in the corner and drapes myself <laughs> <laughs> and drapes myself in the blanket. You are Slender Man. <laughs> right. Thank you you where roxy it's impossible to find her so it's roxy's turn to go and find Catherine, and so she counts to 40 oh all the doors open everything else and um Catherine is hiding behind the door and again the rule is if the light hits you you scream to scare the person who's doing the finding yeah. it's hysterical 
<laughs> Sounds like fun. Okay. Yeah. So I'm already caught. So I'm sitting in the living room in the dark right now. And I'm yeah. watching Roxy roam around the house. And then all I hear is footsteps, Catherine screams, Roxy screams, Catherine screams again, but in a different way. Roxy says, I'm sorry. Catherine turns the light on, comes out of the room, and she's bleeding. Oh, my God. What happened? Well, Roxy, of course, got scared and hit her with the flashlight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? Defense mechanism. Totally. So Catherine Understandable. comes out. Understandable. So Catherine comes out with a, with a bloody hand, and then she's got to go and wrap it all up and everything else. And then it was my turn to hide. And I'm like, and it was my turn to find. And I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to get scared. Right. Yeah. It's my house. I'm like the king. I'm everything else. Yeah. Okay. I know every I know single every inch of this property. Thank you. But here's the thing I didn't know about hide and seek. Okay. You tell me the rules of hide and seek. In hide and seek, if you catch somebody, yeah. are they allowed to when your back is turned to go and hide again? No. Okay. Allowed. Thank you. So in my house, <laughs> yeah. I find Roxy in the closet. Gotcha. Ha ha. I turn my back. She goes in the laundry room. Yeah. The laundry room is where we keep the litter box. There's a hole in the bottom of the wall for the cats to crawl back and forth through so we don't have to keep the door open for the litter box. Yeah. I find Roxy. I come walking back through the other way. Roxy reaches her hand through the hole in the floor and grabs my ankle. Yeah. Okay. Tell me you screamed. Game was over. I turned on. Okay, I turned on all the lights. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm this kind of dad at that time. I'm like, okay, somebody got hurt. I'm, like, it's gone too far. You guys aren't playing by the rules. Oh no, bro. So that, so that's why I was wearing a pink shirt. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the clarification. Hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Damn it, Maury was in the New York Times over the holidays. Oh, yeah, for what? <laughs> Serious? Seriously. For what? <laughs> like, that's a dream for a lot of people. Like, the one day your name makes it into the pages of the New York Times. And Maury, over the holidays, made it into the New York Times. For what? So. Wanted. <laughs> fraud. No. Does it have to do with fraud? You're going you're gonna to love this. So Daniel Victor, who's a writer for the New York Times, tweeted out over the holidays. Uh, hi, working on a New York Times story. I'm looking to interview people who played a lot of Farmville back in the day oh or still play it. God. Know someone who'd want to chat. And then I just replied to his tweet and I said, yo, damn it, Maury went into debt playing. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then next thing I know, how long did it take him to DM you? Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, my God. From the time that you replied? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he DMs damn it, Maury. Yeah. And then the story comes out. And how long after you guys talked did the story come out? Oh, a day. A day. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All so, from a tweet. All from a tweet. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, uh, it's Farmville. Once took over Facebook. Now everything is Farmville. Uh, the game, a phenomenon a decade ago, shut down uh, on New Year's Eve. But its legacy, for better or for worse, carries beyond gaming. So explain Farmville real quickly to people. Is it still alive, Maury, or no? Version 2 is on the app only. So okay. you have to download the app. So Farmville, you used to play it on what? Facebook. On Facebook. And it's no longer on Facebook. That's right. Okay. Let me read you this here. Uh, Maury Sherman, 42. Did you let him post your age like that? <laughs> Yo, that's you downplayed a, your age, that's huh? A, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you said you were younger. It's so funny. I said that to him, too. I'm like, that's the first time I've said that out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, Maury Sherman, 42, a radio producer in Toronto, said that he and his receptionist uh, had played together and that he Hold had... Hold pause. Uh, yeah. He and his receptionist? Yeah, yeah a, a receptionist that... Yeah, okay. That they had played together... <laughs> 
and that he had gone to her desk daily to chat about it. Quote, she would tell me about the pink cow she got, he said. Oh, God. He enjoyed it as, as an escape, a virtual stress ball and a shooting and a soothing activity that would let his mind wander. He said that he had spent more than $1,000, that's real money over the years, <laughs> to improve his farm. Oh, Yo, you lied about that. You know you spent way more money than that. Yeah. How much did you actually spend? Oh, like I sort of dumbed it down a little bit. But how much did you actually spend? I'd say probably 2000 Okay, yeah. Lying he, to the New York Times. No, I know, but he lied about that number thinking that what if, damn it, Matthew, my husband, read this right. article as well. Thank you. Or... Two million people around the world. <laughs> and I'm worried about one. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he was absolutely guilty of sending the notifications, he said. Uh, but they always succeeded in getting him the help that he wanted. So what did you do? You had to send people to ask people to go help you with your farm? You would post. Like it, it said, hey, you, you need help with this uh, crop of, of hay. And you would click a, a button. <laughs> you Man, click you failed a Farmville, huh? You click yeah. a button and it used to post on Facebook yeah. going... Help Maury out with his, you know, crop of hay. <laughs> Click here. Okay. Uh, they go on to say, Maury said this. Uh, there are people who would mute you or unfriend you just because they were tired of hearing that you needed help with your cows, he said. <laughs> and, and, and here's the best part. That's the end of the Maury quotes. So there's no, oh, there, no! Yeah, so there, there's, there's no, and then I came to a realization that this is crazy. And although it was bringing me together with other people, we I found that communicating with people yeah. outside, nothing. That's nothing. it. That's it. You sound like a weirdo Farmville fan. Thousand dollars, people unfriended me. That's that's the damn it Morgan story in the New York Times. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. What's going on? I just got back from St. Bart's. Yeah, same. Oh, you were there? Yeah, I thought man. I saw you on the beach. Yeah. It's pretty that cool. The whole thing is jacked. I don't know. And then I went to Greece. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't laugh at that one. No, that's, that's for a funeral. Yeah. And then there's that other politician, too, that went down to the States for a memorial. Everybody, everybody's, In Seattle, and, yeah. And everybody's got to resign. You know, it's, there's no other way to do it, regardless. But I just have... My problem is that, like... I didn't get the invite. Yeah, I would have loved St. Bart's. <laughs> it's lovely this time of year. Yeah, but it's funny how, like, it's only the people who tell you to stay home because... The reality is you can get on a plane and fly anywhere you want. Yeah, it's not totally. illegal, mm-hmm. right? It's not illegal. But don't do like Christmas videos of you sitting in your pajamas in front of a fireplace and be like, yeah. play this, post this on the 24th. You can't yeah. do that stuff. And don't be having uh, Zoom yeah. Zoom meetings with the crashing wave sounds yeah. in the background. <laughs> right, bro, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You, you can't, sold yourself out, yeah, son. Yeah, you can't, you can't do stuff like that, right? Um, but you can fly anywhere, and that's fine. I, I, I people no, are doing it. Yeah, and I got, I got. If, if you're, if you're gonna fly, like, if you're gonna shut stuff down, it's, it's amazing to me. I was, I was looking at so many videos of the airports over the holidays, where I'm like, it was business as usual, man. Yeah. Like the airports were rammed, like thirty people standing around a kiosk. Like mm-hmm. the airports are rammed. Um, Looks normal. But, but you just can't tell people to not do something. Like I've never told people to stay home. Yeah. So if I went to St. Bart's, I don't have to quit. Right. Right. I'm uh-huh. not in a position where I am deciding on how people should see their families over the holidays. I'm right. not in that position. That is why the people who are all part of it, who are all stay home, stay home, do your part, resign when they get caught going to St. Bart's. Mm-hmm. And Can you then still you still do room service when you're there? 
Uh, it's well, yeah. I think St. Bart's is fine. I mean, yeah. it's a resort. They're gonna, Yo, like, there you know, I saw people <laughs> on buffet, IG Mark. who were who just got back from Aruba. Yeah, and what they posted was all. It looked like a regular, it's like regular, zero man. coronavirus existed nah, in the world. It's business right? as usual. People were having a good time, and, and, I, everything. and I have no problem with that. Well, I really none of don't. It has no cases now. No, I got. I have no. I, I have no problem with any of it. I would never like if any, if somebody jumps on a plane that you're legally allowed to jump on a plane, and you want to go somewhere to get out, you can afford it. You want a little sunshine, sunshine on your face, do it. I have no problem with it. Mm. But you just can't tell people not to do it and then lie about doing it. Right. That's the problem. And then you just see this house party in Quebec where they there's no. six people at a New Year's Eve party and five cops showed up and dragged them out of the house. Well, they were all no. fighting. They were all They're fighting. fighting. Dragging Quebec, girls out of the really? house in the snow with no shoes on. Man, that ain't cool. Right? That ain't cool. Come like, on, it's, yeah. You know, could be cooler than that. Yeah, thank you. And they well, yell at I thought you meant the no shoes in the snow oh. is no cool. <laughs> no, just <laughs> give tickets. It. Just give tickets oh, if you want to give tickets, yeah, they right? Gave, they gave tickets, but they, they dragged the guy out of the house. Five cops showed up. Five oh, that's for a party nice. of six. That that ain't that's that ain't almost right. one cop per person. And by the looks of the party, and I don't Did you know do that because math yourself, yeah. <laughs> And I don't and I don't speak and I don't speak French. If you ever see this video, somebody's got to translate it for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't speak French. But this wasn't like, and I'm not. To me, it didn't even look like a party where it was one guy and like five of his dude friends. Like one person was old. Like it looked like family members. Oh, it's a grandma. Oh, like there was really? like a, yeah, there was, was a like grandma. a grandfather, or a grandmother there standing there yelling in French at the cops. Like the it, everything is so messed up right I now. Know. The holiday it was so. Wild. You go to a funeral and you got to quit your job. Yeah. You, th- you have five people over for New Year's and f- six people uh, in the house at New Year's and five cops show up yeah. and drag you out in the snow. This is a wild world, What huh? the hell, man? It's chaotic now. Yeah. No, anyway. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Over the holidays, it was all about Zoom because we weren't supposed to be getting together with our families Truth. and friends. So everyone had to have uh, whatever celebration they were, you would typically have over Zoom, over mm-hmm. the computer. Mm-hmm. My friends and I got together and did that for the past, like, 20 or some years. Yeah. Big crew of people would get together and have this one massive, massive party every single year. And this is the first year that we all couldn't do it. So we got together on Zoom. And there's, like, 20-something of how'd us. How'd that go? That's it was amazing. To, was it really? Oh, dude, it was so good. Yeah. And, and the two people who organized it had, like, games set up and, like, music and trivia. And, like, how do you live? How, what, night, what do you mean music? Like, who, somebody's playing that over the computer? Like, DJ Climax had his his gear set up through his computer yeah. that went into Zoom. But so, can, you, can you talk while he's doing that? Yeah, totally. How? That, to me, Just, sounds like a nightmare. I mean, not everyone was talking over one another because we would just like mute our our mics and right, huh? And enjoy. Yeah, people so, figured it out though. People, they really did. They adapted. They they got it all together. And this one family um, who typically get together, they have family in Halifax and then family yeah. in Toronto who all got together. Okay, uh, over Zoom. And somebody in that family is a huge fan of the Razamoga show right. and had asked Dammit Maury to host <laughs> the trivia portion of the night with all these family members that got together. Yeah. So Maury was just to read the questions, let everyone answer, what, tabulate what the, night was this? the answers. This is on which night? What's that? Boxing Day. Boxing Day. On Boxing okay. Day. So you got nothing better to do? You got to take like side gigs over your holidays, man? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And here, here is how they, the family holiday oh, no. 
No. Zoom event started off. Sleigh bells ring. No one's listening. In the lane, COVID's glistening. A beautiful sight. We're drinking tonight. Zooming in a winter wonderland. Masks are on. We can hear you. Stay six feet apart. Can't get near you. <laughs> they planned a song and everything. Toilet paper's gone. Lineups are long. Zooming in a winter wonderland. <laughs> this is I like the, this uh, family. This is the Parks family, by the, the way. Parks family? The Parks family. I like them. So we get to the trivia portion, and of course, instead of starting with trivia, Dammit Mori decides to start with a couple of jokes. Okay, is everyone ready for this? Yeah. Okay, by the way, by the way, what happens if you eat Christmas decorations? What? You get tinselitis. Oh. <laughs> Hillary would love that. <laughs> what do you call Santa what do you call Santa when he stops moving? Santa Santa pause. Uh, uh, Ray got it. Yeah, uh, Ray. Where are you, Hillary? Yeah, Hillary, where are you at? <laughs> All right. Who's ready for trivia? Ready. Let's do it. Who banned Christmas in England between 1647 and 1660? Was anyone alive for that period that could answer this for us? That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do we give the answer? Pam, I wasn't talking <laughs> about you. Well, you have to write it down. Write it down. Okay. No flirting it out. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, Hillary, where are you at? Yeah. Hillary. Hillary would love this. How dare you diss Aunt Pam like that? <laughs> so the night continued, and it was all like jokes and trivia, jokes and trivia. And we get to the end of the evening yeah. where Dammit Mori has to wrap everything up. Oh, no. And here's where controversy struck, okay? <laughs> okay? Everybody have all of their answers written down, and then we'll oh, go through. Yeah. Yes, Alex. Okay, so I guess we will start with. I, you mixed them up. I'm so confused about what's happening. <laughs> I know. I should have just went through each category alone. So Tim Amori took all the questions that he had and all the categories, yeah. and rather than going through each category, each question, the way it was laid out for him, right. he started randomly picking Different categories, different questions, confusing the hell out of the family. Oh, no. Yeah. All right, so we'll do true or false, and then you guys figure it out. Okay, true or false. Um, number one was in 1965, Jingle Bells became the first song played in space. The answer to that is true. No, 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 no. No, you can't get mad at me because I, I'm just reading what's in front of me. No, no. <laughs> I should have started this from the beginning, Maury, because I was feeling it that I was like, wait. Let's stop now. I've got 100%. <laughs> the world record for a group of carol singers was 25,272 in Nigeria. Oh, Maury, you blew it. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? Am I. Maury, you read them in. So, Maury. Like I said, had all the categories, all the questions, everything was laid out for him. All he had to do was follow the order, oh but he decided God. to go rogue and do everything out of Maury. order. So now the family is confused. Oh, they didn't God. get to all the categories. Oh, they didn't get to all no. the questions. Damn it, Maury was not keeping score. Oh no! So nobody knows who got what right and eventually who won. How am I, I don't remember the order. I okay. 
Are you kidding me? I do actually remember this. Okay. Under history, the first question I read was who banned Christmas in England between 1647 right. and 1660? That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. And the answer to that one is Oliver <laughs> Cromwell. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> oh, you got that? <laughs> oh, my God. And Pam, hella mad, How by can the way. You not just follow along, man. Like, they gave did they give you instructions and say, read these things in order. Yeah, they did. And they you said, what? Did. Hell no. Yeah. Like, he well, you're, pro- to- you're protesting some other family's trivia night on Zoom? Like, you need to, like, make <laughs> it your own that he somehow? He was invited to. Like- <laughs> Interrupting with jokes. Some weren't even funny. <laughs> messing up their whole trivia night. Oh, God. You did great, though. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm still sore. From? Oh, you start working out? No. Uh, oh. Now, who starts working out now? I guess a lot of people. I guess this is the time when people start working out, right? Yeah. But you have to do home workouts because the gyms are still closed. That's fine. Body weights. Yeah. Body weight workouts. Who's time for that? Push-ups. Squats. You can do some squats? No. No, I fell asleep. You know when you lie on the beach and you like take your hands and you put them behind your head? Oh, Or when yeah. you're just like staring up at the sky? Like, you yeah. know that move? I, yeah. For some reason, I fell asleep like that last night. What were you thinking with about? With both my hands over my, like above my head. Were you thinking about stuff? No, no. I just oh. fell asleep. I don't know. It was, I, I did it once and then it felt good. Uh-huh. And so I didn't stop. Hold on. Let me try this. Right? Like I was just relaxing. That is pretty relaxing. But my head is so heavy that my hands were locked under it all night and I woke up. Oh, and your fingers The single? same way. No, I had no feeling in my arms. Oh. I couldn't turn my alarm off. Yeah, because you have a huge head. Yeah, I couldn't Heavy turn my I, I couldn't turn my alarm. My my arms were paralyzed. So how'd you turn your they, alarm they off? They were I, I slowly lifted my head and then one arm fell to my side. Yeah. And then it was cold. You know when I, you know when your arm is so sleepy. Yeah, like, like a pins, dead arm. The pins and needles hadn't even set in yet. Like oh. I, I was waiting on pins and needles and then I had to wait for the pins and needles to go away. Yeah. So like it, my arms were so dead, they were it just fell like off to the side of the bed. Uh-huh. And I was like staring at my hand going, move your fingers, move your fingers, move your fingers. And I couldn't move my fingers. It's like that scene then, in uh, Kill Bill when she was like, wiggle your big toe. Thank you. Uma Thurman? That's what I was. Right. I was Uma Thurman. Yeah, wiggle right? your big yeah. toe. <laughs> yeah, and this whole time, the alarm's going off and yeah. the cats are eating my face and oh, all this no. other Did stuff. Did Catherine wake up? Uh, no. Oh. No, weirdly enough, she didn't wake up. Uh, and then so, but my shoulders now are very, very sore from the way I slept last night. I don't need you to come in here, Maury. Yeah, it's... You so, can't. Pandemic, man. Yeah. You're supposed to stay away. So what? No, no, no. I don't need man. you. I don't need you. So I don't know what to do. Like, how long does that last? You should do some shoulder shrugs and some uh, stretches. Can I tell you what my, my trainer used to teach me to do? Can you tell me what your thing used to do to the what? My trainer. <laughs> so, <laughs> your trainer used to do what to you? If you do yeah. this. I can't. Nobody you can put hear your you. Arm on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. then you pull. You know what's awesome is on a radio show when somebody says, "Do this." No, I'm describing it. Can you not hear me over there? Are you supposed to cup your belly like that the way you did just now? No, don't do that. No, don't. (laughs) Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. There's a section on Reddit called TIFU. Today I effed up. (laughs) Okay. And people just go there and write stories about ways that they've effed up. Either that particular day. A lot of times it's things that happened recently or years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So the latest one says, uh, please don't judge me based, don't judge my IQ based on this. Also, this happened some years ago and then eventually caught up with me. Okay. 
When I was a kid, I tried out for a basketball team. I wasn't a tall kid, so I asked the coach if there was anything I could do to get taller. And he told me that he used to eat raw potato every day until he reached the height he was comfortable with. (laughs) What, like an apple? Yes. Since I was nine years old, I totally trusted him. So I started to eat a piece of raw potato every day to get taller. It tasted really nasty. But I was determined to grow taller and maybe one day become one of the best basketball players in the world. Some months go by and I lost all interest in basketball. So I stopped eating the raw potato. For some reason, my parents were in this with me, so we were measuring my growth every week. And since I was only nine, I did grow a lot taller when eating the raw potato. Of course you did, because you were nine. At some point, I just stopped eating raw potato, and I totally forgot all about this. Fast forward to Christmas Eve 2020. I'm now 27 years old and celebrating Christmas with my significant other, my soon-to-be in-laws, and my family. We started talking about their height since my significant other and his brothers are all 6'3 or taller. For some reason, I said, quote, Ha-ha, you guys must have eaten a lot of raw potatoes as kids. And then my mom just burst out laughing and it, and almost started choking on her food. December 24th, 2020, at 27 years old, I learned that raw potato does not make you tall. <laughs> How old? Like, 27? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the same thing my papa used to say, that if you want hair on your chest, you have to like eat herring, and that puts hair on your chest. Oh. God, that's, <laughs> that's well, can you imagine like believing that? Yeah, that's for, one of those things that you so long, that you right? carry with you your whole life. When somebody Completely. tells you something like that as a kid, and I realize that now, like you you got to watch what you say around kids. Yeah, you know, because even something like that as just you know flipping and whatever you know eat herring, it'll put a hair in your chest. Or if you eat gum, it's going to stick to your bones. Right? Yeah, stuff like that. I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it would have to escape like your stomach. Yeah, that is not something you should be told at nine and still believe at 27, <laughs> by the way. Okay, the potato thing I could maybe understand if you eat gum, it'll stick to your if bones. You pick your nose um, long enough, eventually you'll scratch your brain. No, but I think that the one thing that everybody told a kid at one time, and I don't know how long I believed it for, but you believed it to a certain extent, whether it was a day, that moment, or some people throughout life even longer. But I always used to get told things like like stop doing that or your face is going to stay that way. Right. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stop doing this or it's going to stay that way. Oh, well, like was it was it, weird. When you turn your eyelashes inside yes, out. Any, any, anything out. I like anything I would do. I just remember my mother always saying, yes. stop doing that or it's going to stay that way. Like so I now that you mentioned that some when I was a kid, I think it was elementary school. Right. It was like if you did something like if you I don't know, like stretch, took your hands and put yes. it inside your mouth and stretch your mouth as yes. wide as possible. Yes. And if somebody hit you on the back hard right. enough, yes. your face would freeze would that like way. That. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like whatever I, you did to your face. Yes. If you slide, if somebody slapped you on the back hard enough, your yes. face would permanently stay it that way. It would stay that way. There was some sort of reaction <laughs> yeah, that yeah, happened yeah, yeah. after a slap on the back. Like yes. if you went cross-eyed and somebody slapped you on the back, you it, would live yes. the rest of your life being cross-eyed. Yes. Right? I, but I, I was like, 
don't do that. Somebody's going to slap you on the back, and it's going to stay that way. I was told if you slap them again, it goes back. No, that was not. That's not. It was permanent. It's permanent damage. We all used to test it too. Yes, we just go around slapping each other on the back. But here's the thing, though, is that I would you would always be reluctant, even if you knew better. Yeah. Like even if you knew better, even if you knew the mechanics of the human body didn't work that way, and somebody said to you, "Okay, make the dumbest face you can, and let me slap you on the back," I'd still go no. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. New Year, new bachelor. That's true. Matt Matt James. James. (laughs) Uh, Tonight, 8 o'clock on City TV. Uh, Matt James going into this with an incredible amount of pressure. The first black bachelor in the franchise history. So not only does he have to go in there and try and find love, but he's got all of this going on. And that's really the headline of everything is the fact that he's making so much history. So how do you find love in all of that? You, Matt James. What up, man? It's Razamoka. How are you? What's good? How you doing? Good, good. Feeling good. Uh, Matt James, did you see what TMZ posted today with your name in the the headline? TMZ posted about me? Yeah. It reads, Uh, Matt James shirtless shots and it's like oh, they scoured your your ig and found every picture or at least 10 of them with you not wearing a shirt and posted that as a gallery oh dear it's never a good thing to be in there I feel like. it's your day to shine bro <laughs> i saw oh, the uh, i saw the new commercial uh, for the show and you know it's going to be a good season when like the promo day of is just a montage of everybody bawling over you <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, is it? Which one is it? Good or bad? Yeah, you were there. You experienced the whole thing. You're going to have to tune in. You're going to have to tune in. Here we go. The the pressure on you going into this is no other Bachelor or Bachelorette has really had to go through this, which is you have to go in and try and go through the journey and hopefully find love, but you're doing it with the immense pressure of being the first black Bachelor. What's that like? How is that to navigate uh, now that the show is done? Uh, it was a lot of pressure I put on myself initially uh, just because there's people who have never been around black people before. And I'm going to be in their living room every Monday. And uh, when you think about it like that, it's this big thing. But um, when you think about it in a sense of you are who you are, you know, I was I was raised right. I have a, a loving support system. I have great friends um, and I know right from wrong. I know what it's like to carry myself uh, with dignity and respect. And um, I know what that's going to mean for Black people who are tuning in, uh, I feel like I did all those things. There's an. I was just reading a discussion between uh, a few people on social, and there's another part of this, which is this isn't the love story that a lot of people want unless you pick a black woman at the end of it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, love looks different for everybody, and uh, you can't pigeonhole what you're into. And um, fortunate for me, uh, what I'm looking for in a mate isn't, uh, specific to a race, you know, it's someone who's compassionate, someone who's caring, someone who's honest, someone who I can live my life with. And um, fortunately for me, there was a very diverse group of women, and um, I'm excited for everyone to see that. How quickly into the process of being the new bachelor, Matt, did you have your first hot makeout session <laughs> with one of the women? Are we talking like oh, night Lord. one? Are we talking like day two and a half? Like, where are we going here? Bro, I don't know, because like, like, I don't know what you consider hot because, like, I have this horrible habit of, like, keep, keeping my eyes open when, I, when I'm when i kissing somebody. So, like, I kind of look like a psycho. That was uh, weird, man. Put, <laughs> you know? So I don't know if that's going to be hot to some people. It might be scary. So it depends on what your view of hot or not is. What are you looking at with your eyes open? 
I'm just like making sure I'm not going to get like ran up on. You know, it's like you don't know what's going on when your eyes are closed. Wait, so you're kissing, but you're like your eyes are shifting left and right, looking all around. My eyes are wide open. I'm like surveying the room. Like, who's going to run up on us? Like, are we okay? So you're you're like you're 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 making sure that like you're keeping it a safe space because you don't want somebody else to come up and start making out with you too. Or what's the you know, deal? I care, I care so much about her and her well-being. I don't want her to you know get caught off guard. You know, as as her protector, I got to make sure that I'm always on point. I so got to keep my eyes open. So you don't want her to be uncomfortable. Therefore, you make out with them with your eyes wide open. Yes, sir. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> makes, all, makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> hey, Matt, when going through the process of being The Bachelor and then watching the way the show plays out on television, uh, does it make you nervous or rethink what you thought of some of the women when you see what they're saying about you when you're not in the room? No, because it's such a unique experience and um i'm not i don't hold anything against anybody because um i've been in that in that environment and uh when you don't have uh your support system there to bounce things off of you might say something that you wish you could have taken back so i don't take anything personal and um all the women that i met were incredible so i'm not worried about it so i'm going to be watching this season to find the first person who comments on the fact that they like a beard because obviously that's who you walk away with at the end of this right (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a that's a a great little bit right there i like that you seem kind of nervous why is your fiance in the room with you right now no she's not in here how does she feel about the beard uh, you'll have to, you have to tune oh, in. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, we cannot wait. Uh, the bachelor kicks off the new season tonight, eight o'clock on city TV. Matt, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mocha show. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Appreciate Take care, guys. man. Happy right new on. year, brother. Happy new year. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. I got a big problem with the bachelor. Oh no. Cause he looks like Grover. Okay, I got two problems now. <laughs> Why'd you have to say that? I don't know. That, that was, was going to be in my mind every okay. single time I see Matt James. Okay, so. Why would you say that, Because man? we were watching it last night and Catherine goes, he really looks like somebody. And I was like, you know what? He really looks like somebody too. And then I just went on and I searched and then all I saw was Grover. And now it's all I can see. Oh. So I thought that I would put that in your head too. No, my problem with The Bachelor is that, and it's it's a me problem, not a them problem. Oh, okay. Is that it doesn't line up with my bedtime. No. Okay. No, no. So I only get a chance to watch 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes, and then I'm off to bed. Right. So I have to rely on you guys to fill me in. Because I only get to watch the last hour. And I know Shem and Dan Mori watch the entire show. Right. So I don't feel as bad. No, no, no. I watch watch the last hour because I got to do bedtime with rocks and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, But it was really good. What did you think of last night? Do you think he's a good bachelor? So far... And from what I know of him before last night's episode, yeah, I think he is. You think he's a good bachelor? He's a likable guy. Yeah, yeah. I, and I because I they, they've had a few duds on, uh, uh, but obviously you're going to. But I I like the way that he talks to people. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of bachelors where they really seemed at a loss for words right out of the gate, and and these yeah. conversations they were struggles. And as a viewer, it's very difficult to engage when somebody can't put two words together. I also I, like that he remembers stuff about all the girls. Like yes. hours later, he'll remember something she said. Yeah, I think that uh, the I don't know if he I don't want to say play the game, but he knows the franchise enough mm-hmm. to know what. It's good for TV, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, but they put some real disasters on that show oh, for him. Did though. they? Oh my Ever. god! Are we not going to talk about his body? Okay. No. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. You get thirty seconds. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Dot dot dot. 
Okay. <laughs> 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 took you took you two. <laughs> we gave you thirty. You, you know, it, t- it took you two. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's no, the first time you yeah, heard that. Yeah. Yeah. What about his hands, more? Oh, I didn't notice the hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> big hands. I noticed that. Uh, okay, so uh, some of the big stories from last night were one girl showed up with a vibrator and then another girl who showed up was deaf. And uh, it's the first time that they've had, it is the first time they've had a deaf girl, yes. on, a deaf contestant on The Bachelor. And she immediately, immediately shot uh, to the front of everybody's heart as the- Abigail. Abigail, okay. as, yeah. the, as a potential front runner because she is adorable in every way. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm Abigail. Matt. Matt, nice to meet you. Oh my god, I'm like shaky. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Don't be. So there's something a little bit different about me, mm-hmm. and that is I'm deaf. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be reading your lips a lot tonight. Okay. But thankfully you have really beautiful lips, so I'm not <laughs> complaining. I love that. I'm gonna enunciate for you. I'm gonna I love make... that. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I can't wait to talk to you more. Inside. Likewise. Awesome. I'll Thanks, bye. I think he really okay. likes that. So too. everybody loves her, right? Yeah, Every everybody loves her. And did she get the first impression, Rose? She did. She did. She yeah. did. Man. And then Katie shows up. Yeah. And this is the other part that everyone's talking about. Whoa. Because all the girls, actually, and guys, when they yeah. show up out of the limo, everyone's got a gimmick. Ugh. Right? You almost now have to have a gimmick, yeah. and it's awkward or seems weird if you don't have a gimmick. Right. If you just show up and just start talking, and then you go in the house. Yes. Like, everybody has a gimmick, and this is what Katie's gimmick was. Hi. Hi. You look incredible. <laughs> Thank you. You look really great. Let me help you up. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm Katie. Let's Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet, nice you. meet you, too. So I brought something from home okay. that's really special to me, and I thought I'd share it with you. You know, this pandemic was really hard for me, and this just really got me through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping to pass the torch to you. <laughs> but after seeing how you look and knowing that the uh, fantasy seat is so far away, oh, wow. I actually might need it just for like a little bit longer. Oh, wow. <laughs> a vibrator? A vibrator? No. All the girls, judgy, judgy, judgy. <laughs> <laughs> judgy, judgy. Uh, but uh, there was a there was a lot of hot messes on the show last night. That girl in the TR was an absolute disaster. I cannot yeah. believe that she got the rose. Uh, but the amount of times that the word literally was spoken mm-hmm. on The Bachelor last night was incredible. Literally, it's yeah. a lot. That's literally the basic step. I am literally the king. Literally, just go. Like, literally, why are you waiting? <laughs> I. If I say literally again, you have to go. Literally. Uh, literally. Go. Okay. <laughs> literally going crazy. Man. It's, it's like literally the first and impression. Only my heart just like literally went to my butt. <laughs> <laughs> my heart just literally went to my butt. Well, I cannot literally wait for another new episode next week. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How did the rumor that Kanye West and makeup superstar Jeffree Star were hooking up? So Jeffree Star, massive YouTuber, huge makeup empire, one of the first social media influencers ever. He was the biggest name on MySpace, if you can believe that. Wow. That I didn't know. This all started from a TikToker named Ava Louise. 
And she was on TikTok and said this. Now that Kim's finally doing this, I feel like I can spill the tea that I've been holding on to for months. This whole divorce comes as no surprise. Kanye's been hooking up with a very famous beauty guru, male beauty guru. A lot of people in the scene have known for a while. Now, who's, whose word is this, okay? Ava Louise. Who is Ava Louise? You remember her. From where? From one year ago. Just shy of one year ago. Okay. Ava Louise was the TikToker who became famous for the coronavirus challenge when she licked the toilet seat on an airplane. No! Yes. Remember her? Is that the same girl yeah. that we talked to on the show? Yeah, she, and was, she was incredibly yes, rude and yeah, we hung up? Yes. She was also on, she was on Dr. Phil and made the song, I'd Rather Die Ugly Than Live Pretty. Oh, sorry. I'd Rather Die. Pretty. Die hot. I'd rather die hot than live ugly is what it was, I believe. Oh. Anyway, so that is who started this rumor. But anyway, so <laughs> Jeffree Star, who is a massive troll. Jeffree Star, also 16.9 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, so Jeffree Star, much like Kanye, has property in Los Angeles and in Wyoming. They both live in Wyoming. How and Jeffree Star spends a lot of time in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And he has written song lyrics about hooking up with Kanye in the past. He's tweeted years ago, like, 2011, he tweeted, hey, Kanye, thanks for a great night last night, XOXO. So I don't know what's going on, but Jeffree Star woke up yesterday and took a picture of himself in a pink bathrobe and just simply said, ready for Sunday service, which is, of course, Kanye's thing. Yeah. And then Jeffree Star goes on Instagram, and this is the place where you denounce the rumors. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello. How are you? I am here in the beautiful state of Wyoming. High snow in the background. Um, and today, I woke up and um, it's been a very interesting day. Okay, so what are you doing? <laughs> this is the place where you're supposed to go. I'm. It's it's fake. I'm not actually. It's not actually happening. Now, but it's not. Jeffree Star also posted a picture of himself in Wyoming, mm-hmm. beautiful mountains behind him, everything else, and he's wearing very very mirrored sunglasses. Yeah, and people were taking that picture of Jeffree Star's sunglasses and zooming in on the lenses because in the reflection of the lenses, you can see the people who are taking the picture. There's a couple of people standing there, and right beside the person who's taking the picture, there's another figure, another individual who's there that people swear is Kanye. It is. I studied this picture for a full three <laughs> so minutes. So you are now part of this. Bro. You now The are guy con- standing next to the photographer <laughs> yes. was wearing jeans. Right. Shut up. Kanye. Stop it. Wears jeans. Stop it. From what I could tell. I'm not standing for this. From what I could tell. Yes. The person standing next to the photographer. Yes. Was wearing Yeezys. Okay. Stop. You know who makes Yeezys? Yeezy. Yeezy. <laughs> Uh, And by the way, Kim posted a a shot of herself on Instagram yesterday and uh, fans noticed she was not wearing her wedding ring. Ooh. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. So Jeopardy is winding down and they were supposed to air the last five episodes last week, the week of Christmas. Yeah. But then they decided to hold off because they figured people's schedules are going to be super busy over the holidays. Good call for them. But that goes against his wishes, though. They are uh, starting to air the final run of episodes tonight. Yeah, but he wanted his last episode to air on Christmas Day. No, he didn't. That's what his wish was. No, it wasn't. They just had. Was- they just had enough episodes. When he died, they said they have enough episodes to get us through Christmas Day. Uh huh. 
And I e- it was and every, his wish. No, no, no. And, no everybody, and everybody was like, oh my God, the way that that worked out was just so incredible that it's mm-hmm. going to be this Christmas present for everybody. Because he didn't know when this article that I'm reading said that he didn't know, obviously, nobody knew yeah. that when he filmed his last episode that it was going to be his last Correct. episode. And to Roz's point, they yeah. had enough to last until Christmas. But with the amount of episodes they had left and knowing how busy Christmas time is for people that TV watching patterns are completely off. Yeah. People may have missed an episode or yeah. two. The ones that they did do last week were pretty awesome, though. They put together every day was uh, different episodes where he traveled around the world doing the clues. Oh, nice. So when did they shoot neat. those? So he was in Israel. Yeah. He was in Portugal. So these were like all older episodes yes. then, obviously. So right? in, in the categories, he would be throwing to himself doing the clue where it's like, you know, oh. I'm standing in front of this thing here in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I take I take it you did not get that answer. The correct. only guy in the room who's been to Israel can't name one thing in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> what is the mall? <laughs> name one thing, Mark. The wall. The wall. <laughs> no, I, I said the mall. <laughs> so fans of Jeopardy, uh, what is it, final tonight? five episodes are, oh, are yeah. starting to air. Uh, episode one of those five will air tonight. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Alex Trebek, um, we all know that he worked right up until the very end on uh, on Jeopardy. And before we get to Alex's message that he had taped for last night's episode, because we're in the last couple of uh, episodes uh, that he did tape before he passed away, um, Jeopardy producer Mike Richards was on the Today Show yesterday. He was an absolute warrior, and what he was able to do by getting himself back to the set to tape those final episodes. He didn't know it was going to be his final episodes, and neither did he, but it was Herculean. Um, he was in enormous pain. He was, um, you know, 10, 10 days away from passing away, uh, and you will not sense any of that in these episodes. He is strong. He sounds great. He's funny, and uh, he, he's amazing. And then Alex Trebek last night on Jeopardy had this to say. You'll recall that about a month ago, I asked all of you to take a moment to give thanks for all of the blessings that you enjoy in your lives. Now, today, a different kind of message. This is the season of giving. I know you want to be generous with your family, your friends, your loved ones. But today, I'd like you to go one step further. I'd like you to open up your hands and open up your heart to those who are still suffering because of COVID-19. People who are suffering through no fault of their own. We're trying to build a gentler, kinder society. And if we all pitch in just a little bit, we're going to get there. Oh, man. Right. Hey, this is Mike Richards guy. Yeah. Because we've been hearing about, hearing from him a lot more. Yes. Since Alex passed away. And I like the guy a lot. Mm-hmm. And he seems kind and genuine. Mm-hmm. They should just get him to host the show. Yeah. I don't know if he, not that he wouldn't do a good job. Because he he's an unknown, is which is why I'm more open to having him host the show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. He's right? Maybe. I, I don't really have... What's that it's more? It's important to know. He's 
not really an unknown. He used to host the show Beat the Geeks. Yeah, no, 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 that's right. That's right. He, he did host a trivia. That. Yeah, he yeah. did oh, okay. host a trivia show. I had no idea. Do you remember Beat the Geeks? No. no? Dude, that show was the best. Beat the Geeks was real great. It was set up where there was like two contestants uh-huh. at first, and they would go sort of like head-to-head against a panel of experts called the Geeks. Okay. And sometimes they would rotate through different geeks because of their areas of expertise. Like you would have the like the Lego geek, the Star Wars geek, the video game geek, and the then so on. Geek. The wrestling geek. Okay. And all this stuff. And then at the end, so if you eliminated your partner, you would get to go up against one of the geeks and you got to pick. So you could say Ooh. for all the money, it was like a Comedy Central show, so it's like $900. So for $900, <laughs> yeah. I want to go against the wrestling geek. And then sure. you guys would go head-to-head in wrestling trivia. And if you were able to beat the geek, yeah. you beat the geek, and then you you won you the money. Bucks. Yeah, but they but they but these geeks were dressed up in like, no. oh, yeah. Like they had like shiny robes, and they looked like they were... Going to Comic Con, yeah, but they, no, they all of them looked like like if you were watching an old Star Trek episode where they went to some planet and they met the royalty who runs that planet, like big high collared capes and oh, stuff really? like this. Like that's what they wore. Yeah, How yeah. Does yeah. the show not exist yeah. now? I don't know. It was a really great show. Like Beat the Geeks was a really really yeah, great show. I'm into that. There's a show on Netflix now. I think it's called The Chase that I started watching, which was a uh, another game show. Yeah, where it's two, it's three contestants, and they go against one expert. Oh wow! And it's basically like ultimate pub trivia, yeah. where it's just all sort of general knowledge trivia, and you figure out your middle ground of how much money you bank, and then you have to get your number down home, and they have to chase you, and if the the, the pro chases you and gets it, you don't get any money, kind of thing. Oh and wow! And it's all based on questions. It's a really entertaining show. The chase. This guy, I think okay. it's called the Chase. I think that's what I think that's the, right. the, that's the name of the show on Netflix. I'm I think it's that. called the Chase. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, have you been following at all this Ilaria Baldwin scandal? Sort of. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't really care, but... Okay, I don't so, know. Should I be caring about it? I, no, not really, but what, it's... it is a fake accent or no, something? It is interesting, though. Okay. So, Alec Baldwin's wife, Ilaria Baldwin, and yes. she is sort of... Uh, I guess she's an influencer, and uh, she shows up on the U.S. morning talk shows and does like cooking segments and, yeah. and everything else, right? Health and wellness, she, right? She's charming. Yeah, health and wellness, okay. exactly. Sure. Um, but the story has always been that she is from Spain and Alec Baldwin has even been on talk shows before where he's like talking about his wife and doing her accent and he's like, my wife is from Spain. Like, we just all thought that Hilaria Baldwin or Ilaria Baldwin was from Spain. Mm-hmm. And somebody then dug up a whole bunch of video where she seems to be slipping in and out of her accent. Okay. Like there was one. Yo, moment- how much do you hate this woman that you had to go okay. digging into her life? Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Where she forgot to, there was a cucumber in front of her. She was like, uh, how you say, how you say? And they were like cucumber. She's like, all right, it's cucumber. Um, so it got to the point where people were digging so far that they've managed to map her entire existence. Oh my and God. she says that she's never really hidden from anything. But it turns out that Hilaria Baldwin was born in South Boston. Okay. And she had like well-to-do parents and they would vacation in Mallorca in Spain. 
And she had just told people, I guess she preferred that culture, that language, that cuisine, that everything else. And so she just adopted it as her own at some point. It's like when you go on vacation to the UK and come back and you got that accent. Right. But she just decided to roll with that (laughs) forever. Okay. Okay? (laughs) And not really clarify to people that she was not actually from Spain. Okay. And then they found a blog that her dad wrote years ago where he was talking about his love for Spain. And he said this, my path in life has been heavily influenced by my Spanish language, by Spanish language and culture, and not because I have one iota of Latin blood in my veins. So even her dad a few years ago was saying that there is no Latin in us. I just love the culture. So she did too. Too, but then she started playing her life like she was Spanish. Because she wanted it. She vacationed there when sure. she was younger, but she wanted it so bad. And then people started con- comparing her to the woman that pretended that she was uh, Rachel Dolezal, the white woman oh, with yeah. the kinky hair who said that she was black. Yeah, yeah. Not the same thing. No, not at all. Right? Not at all. Um, but what do you want? What more do you want from a social media influencer? You know what I mean? Like, are we expecting too much? So anyway, so here is Hilaria Baldwin um, signing off from social media because of all of this backlash. I've said my piece. I'm going to, I'm so tired. I'm going to go back to my family because I've been not a very good mommy, spending a lot of time focusing on this and I just want to be left alone. So I love you and I'm going to sign off for a long time. Oh, wow. That's strong Boston accent. Okay, but no, but also no, no real Spanish accent no, in that sign up either. Zero. Now, China Phillips, who is married to Billy Baldwin. So this is Ilaria's sister-in-law uh-huh. did a whole YouTube video defending. I mean, her. with everything that is going on with my sister-in-law, I feel terrible. Who's going to throw the first stone at, um, you know, at, my sweet sister-in-law, she's a good woman. And, um, you know, none of us are perfect. And like, we all have issues and we all have our thing. So who's going to throw the first stone? Okay. Yeah. So there you have that. All right. Now you're all caught up. Hilarious, I guess. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to tell you the story about this guy named Alberto who lives in Tijuana, Mexico. TJ. And he's a construction worker who also has been cheating on his wife. Oh, no. With his next-door neighbor. Okay. That's that's a move, huh? And the way Alberto and the person he was cheating with, her name's Pamela, Mm -hmm. the way they were able to keep everything a secret and hook up is by Alberto, the construction worker, digging a tunnel between his house. No, he didn't. And the house next door. No, he didn't. Yes. No, he didn't. Yes. So then, Pamela's husband. Did he like put a poster up over the hole in the wall too? Like at like prison? <laughs> well, listen to this. Okay. So, Pamela's husband, George, yeah. came home from work early one day okay. and caught them. Okay. Because the hole that was dug from Alberto's house <laughs> to Pamela and George's house, yeah. the entrance inside of Pamela and George's house yeah. was directly underneath George's couch. <laughs> <laughs> like so he- the couch was moved, and then George like <laughs> looks in and sees that there's a freaking <laughs> tunnel. And it's a big tunnel. Look at this picture. 
Like he cut through the tile and everything, oh my and dug god. perfectly oh my god. into the ground to create this tunnel. And there's lights in That's there. That's like El Chapo escape. Yeah. <laughs> Mexicans love tunnels, huh? <laughs> Look at that. They really do. That's a pro tunnel, and it looks like there's like some support beams under there. There's some wiring. So, again, why couldn't she just wait for George to go to work and then just walk next door? I guess the neighbors see and all that other stuff. Well, according to this story, I guess. um, Pictures. Yeah, and I guess Alberto's wife was at home because Alberto said to George, like, yo, don't tell my wife. And then George went over and, like, I guess the wife was sleeping and woke her up and said, yo, your husband's hooking up with my wife. Oh, no. What happens to the tunnel? Well, that's the whole... I, I don't know. What do you do? They got to fill it in. Yeah, but who's going to pay for that? I would say Alberto has to pay for it. Like, he dug the hole. I don't know, man. He's a cheater. I don't know. That's next level. Like, if a guy digs a hole because he's hooking up with your wife, like, when you crawl through dirt, you know what I mean? I like, Yeah, you are you, dirt. You wash your hands of that relationship. <laughs> like, there's, like, she didn't want you. Yeah, completely. You know? Here we go. go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, Cardi man. B last night, walling out on Twitter. Okay, so explain this to me because I have no idea what is going on with this. So during Monday Night Raw, WWE wrestling. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene, a backstage scene, where one wrestler, male, approaches another wrestler, female. Okay. With a rose, and he's trying to hit on her. And then this female wrestler, old school wrestler, Tori Wilson. <laughs> okay. She's like not feeling this guy whatsoever, but says to him, hey, in this dressing room over there, I got some famous friends back there. One of them is Cardi B. You should go talk to her. And then he goes to the dressing room, and it's like a big setup for another wrestler named the Boogeyman to scare him. So here's how it played out on television. Hey, Joel. Um, I'm actually in the middle of a conversation with Nikki here. You know what? I have a better idea. I invited Mm -hmm. Cardi B, Kylie Jenner, and Ariana Grande to come here to watch Raw tonight. Really? They are living their best lives right down the hall. You know who would love that rose? Cardi B. She's looking so fine tonight. Really? Yes. See that door right there? Yep. She's right in there. Go introduce yourself. Good luck. Thank you. Get what? Cardi B? Cardi B? All right, so obviously Cardi B is not there. Obviously. Right? I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. Okay, so then the boogeyman comes on and scares him. Oh, wow. Um, so then, There's a wrestler named the boogeyman? Yeah. Really? So, <laughs> then people on Twitter were going crazy, like, tweeting Cardi B, and she's hella confused now, right? Oh, okay. Because she then tweets out, wait, what's going on? People keep tagging me in WWE stuff. <laughs> And then they explained to her what had happened. And then all these, like, wrestling nerd fans or just Cardi B fans or just trolls, whatever, just start asking her, like, wrestling questions. Okay. <laughs> so somebody asked if she was actually watching Raw. And Cardi B replied and said, no, I used to. I'm seeing people tagging me on WWE stuff, and I'm kind of confused. And then one fan asked if she ever watched The Rock, a.k.a. my best friend. And Carter B said, nah, I was still too young when he was on. I started watching when Booker T, actually, she doesn't say Booker T mm-hmm. in traditional Cardi B fashion. Yeah. She wrote Booker, okay. B-O-O-K-A, 
Booker T, Eddie Guerrero, Triple H, Batista, John Cena, and started naming yeah, off yeah, all yeah. these wrestlers. Yeah. And then she gets fed up and just says, okay, no more WWE tweets. I haven't watched it in years. I was just confused by all the WWE tweets I was getting. Before the last thing I heard about it was about a sexy wrestler named Carmella. And then people kept tweeting, and then she said, WTF! This is not how my WWE debut was supposed to be. Vince McMahon, count your effing days. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. During a call on Saturday with Brad um, Raffensperger the, and his general counsel in Georgia, President Donald Trump, repeated allegations that ballot boxes were stuffed and that he, of course, actually won the election. And this was part of a one-hour conversation, but the 35 seconds that were released where Trump tells him to go looking for votes. Listen to this. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have. Uh Uh-huh. Because we won the state. The people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. (laughs) <laughs> That's flat out. Uh, on Wednesday, Congress will certify the results of the Electoral College vote uh, that happened uh, in December. Now, normally this process is like as so boring. Uh-huh. Uh, but this year, there's at least 12 Republican senators who have pledged to challenge the results unless there's a commission created to audit them. So it's not done it's yet. Just Matt- but what? We're just over two weeks yeah. until Joe Biden is president officially. Sure. Well, they have to. They have to first confirm the electoral college votes. That's this week. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. My DMs exploded in the past. I don't even know. Fifteen hours. Oh, but ladies know that you're taking. Right? <laughs> it's not ladies. Well, there was ladies. Uh-huh. A lot of ladies actually. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I had a lot of ladies in my DM. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a lot of moms. And it was a lot of moms sending me the press release from PBS saying that they've canceled Caillou. No. So PBS Kids shared the news on Facebook, the news on Facebook yesterday saying, we're saying farewell to Caillou, but remember... When we say goodbye to something, it just means we get to say hello to something new, they write. Caillou, uh, the, too. The network also provided a link with tips to help children uh, cope with their favorite show going away. So they're just... I, the way that I understand this, though, is that they just don't have the rights anymore because Caillou was actually canceled in, like, 2010. Oh. but I PB- thought this was going to be one of those things where they take it off network and say, but don't... You know, subscribe. We have like a new streaming there service. Are, well, there there was a sort of weird reboot, I guess, on YouTube and whatnot for Caillou, but they haven't produced new episodes of Caillou since 2010. So what I thought was they're they're canceling it, but it's still going to be around in reruns. But these were the reruns. So but P- I can't believe so. PBS still... is just getting rid of Caillou full stop. But I can't believe people still 
are allowing their children to watch this show. Well, did you know that there's four episodes from early seasons of Caillou that are banned from airing on PBS? No. Because of how awful he was in those four episodes? He's just so whiny and stuff? This was from the Kansas City Star, an article that I read a while ago. Four early episodes of Caillou have been permanently banned from PBS Kids because Caillou is such a demon seed. In the episodes, lying to his mother, tormenting the family cat, swatting his baby sister with a book. Oh, my God. And then even in the later versions, where his bad behavior was toned down after criticism from parents, uh, he's thoughtless, selfish, and impulsive, as we all know from Caillou. Here's a here's a little montage of what you won't be getting anymore on PBS. You broke my room! Go play with your own toys! Rosie! <laughs> Rosie, give me those! Mommy, Rosie won't stop bothering me. Ugh. Maybe she just wants to play with you. But I'll but tell you. I don't want to play with her. What? I'm You're sad. Mommy. I'm shocked that there there are a few people commenting on the PBS news that are actually sad to see Caillou go. Why? Because they Let's hear this. I, Listen. Ugh, that voice. What a ugh. <laughs> that voice. Now I don't know what happens to the Caillou that's been tormenting me for years. Oh, he'll still be around. Yeah, you think so? I think so. Because that's one of the great troll jobs that I've ever seen, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Not really. Um, but <laughs> somebody, I started, as soon as I we had Roxy years ago, you start discovering children's shows. And when I discovered Caillou years ago, like I'm going to say that I was like one of the first on the Caillou hate train um, when we had Rox. And then Caillou showed up on Twitter and started claiming that he was my son and has been trolling me on Twitter for, I don't even know, seven or eight years now. Roz is the man who's old. He keeps breaking his toe. He's not very smart, though he's, he's my, my father. So many scarves to choose, leather pants and ugly shoes. Thank God no one sees him on the radio. Roz wasn't aging, getting grumpier each day. But Maury and Mark are his only two friends. <laughs> Disney Roz is not so tough because he is so messed up, but I can still love him. He's my father. Right. Father. <laughs> so this is why, because I've been... Shut up. <laughs> So this is why everybody assumes that I'm extremely happy with the news that Caillou is going away. But yeah, so uh, PBS canceled it and uh, they have coping mechanisms for your children in case you're interested in that. All right. Oh, stop it. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Happy New Year. It's Roz and Mocha Show. Holy cow. No way. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. I uh, just listened to you guys all night on the podcast. I'm on episode 46. Oh, wow. <laughs> coming home. Yeah, I just... Just checked it out a few weeks ago. I was uh, my wife got me onto it. It's hilarious. You guys are the best. Oh wow! Thanks, man. You know we've yeah. had we're at like two hundred plus now in podcast. I know. Episodes. I got lots to catch up on. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what were you spending your What were you wasting your time on before you found the podcast? Ah, uh, just some other bums. <laughs> like who? Before Razamoka, who did you used to listen to? Uh the Big Tim Bar Show. Oh yeah, they're great though, man. Shout uh, out to Ottawa. Yeah. So, uh, where are you? Where are you based out of? I work out of Toronto on uh, on high voltage overnights, like emergency response stuff. Oh, God. That sounds dangerous, man. Damn. Ah, it's not that bad. You sure? <laughs> You're, like, touching yeah. wires and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but he's wearing gloves. Well, even yeah. still, though. there's. Or there's do, you, do you mean to tell me there's not a lot of things? So, you would touch anything if you, as long as you're wearing gloves? 
Like, how thick are these gloves that you're wearing? <laughs> no, let's, what are you touching? Okay. If you're saying, okay. If you're saying it doesn't matter, he's wearing gloves. Let's yeah. go through the list of no, things that I maybe assume, you would not touch. I assume he's wearing he, like specialty gloves okay. for his job. Okay. So let's say, yeah. okay. Let's say that you're wearing gloves. Uh-huh. Okay. And they're thick gloves, like leather gloves. Okay. You could hold a, a fireplace poker end with it and not burn yourself. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So you're wearing those. So do you want me to run, run through a list? And I'll say yes. <laughs> I'd no. <laughs> say yes or uh-huh. no. Okay. So we can bleep this, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So would you hold a uh, dog? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Would you hold uh, a, a like a dead guy's hand? Ugh. Can I close my eyes? No. Oh. No, because that's how things, that's how accidents happen. Okay. Ask him um, if he would close his eyes. No, your eyes, you got to stay alert. Okay, yes, I would. You would hold a dead guy's yeah. hand. Okay. I close my eyes all the time. <laughs> would you look? <laughs> okay. Um, so would you touch, God, this is tough now. You said you'd hold a dead guy. Would you touch the inside of something? <laughs> If you're wearing a glove. Okay, what is that something? It's warm. Do I have my eyes open? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, but I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Oh, man. Okay, okay well, if I don't know what it is, then yeah, sure. Okay. Assume it's a... <laughs> no, okay. absolutely okay, not. Okay, there we go. Okay, so we finally we finally got to we finally got to what Mocha wouldn't do with a glove on. Um, twenty twenty one is shaping up to be a great year on this show, man. I'll tell you that. My brother, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the no, Mori, show. I don't need you in here throwing these out. Thank you, brother. You take care, man. Right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me get your answers to this question, guys. Okay. Uh, where are you going, Maury? I did an online poll. I want to get. I don't. Results. No, no, no. Get back here. Oh my God! I don't, you don't care even know about. What he's gonna ask. I don't care about your online poll. Okay. So the question is this: Is twelve oh one a.m. early morning or late last night? Early morning. You think no, so? Late at night. Yeah. Late, late at, at night. night. Nah, it's morning. When? So when does morning and night sort of meet for you? Like midnight? Yeah, midnight so, for so me is the So night ends at midnight. Yes. And then That's morning starts at mid- 12.01. Yes. Wow. I've never met anyone who it's thinks that way. Technically, yeah, it's technically morning, but in theory, it's night. What do you mean in theory? Because it's dark. Well, okay, yeah. but what about in Nunavut at it's 12 dar- o'clock it's this dark, afternoon? It's, it's dark at 7 a.m. right now. It's not yeah. night. Okay, good point. To Wait. me, you know what the cutoff is for me? Where? When, when night becomes day... Is around like 4 a.m. Really? Yeah. If I'm up till 3.30, I'd be like, oh my God, I had a late night last night. 4 a.m. is now, 4 a.m. is morning. 4 4 a.m. is morning. 4 a.m. is morning. 3.30 a.m. is still late night. Really? Yeah. No. See, no. So if I told you that I woke up at 2.45 to come to work, right? Yes. I'd but say you I woke up. Say, I'd say you woke up in the middle of the night. But I always say two forty. I woke up at two forty-five this morning to come into work. But if okay, you, have you ever said somebody I woke up in the middle of the night last night? Oh yeah, I guess. No, but it depends on what you're doing. He woke up to come to work, so it's morning. But if you woke up late at night to go pee, it's still night. 
No, 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 not necessarily. Like if I woke up, okay. No, but if I, I, have, woke, I have said, oh yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night. Okay, so if I said night this, terrors, again. night terrors, exactly. Okay, so but if I if I said this, hold your pole, Maury. Um, if I if I, I know he's sitting there waiting to jump in. Just we'll get to it in a second. Okay, so if I wake up to go pee, yes. Okay, and if I wake up to go pee at two thirty, and I came in the next day, I would say, oh my god, I woke up in the middle of the night to go pee. Yeah. Now, if on a weekend when I can sleep in, if I woke up to go pee at 4 30 in the morning i would uh-huh. say oh my god i woke up like super early this morning and had to go pee huh so that's your cutoff like 4 a.m is like where i consider it to be or maybe 3 maybe 3 30 4 4 what did i say 4 um so i would consider that to be the cutoff of late night to when early morning happens what's your poll maury okay so online i did the, ask the same question 83 percent say late night so 1201 right yeah um, so the survey asked 1,200 people when that shift happens, and the answers were all over the place. Most common answer as when early morning starts was 5 a.m. What? Th- only 13% of people said midnight. 19 people said between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. 23% said 5 a.m. and 22% said 6 a.m. So if somebody said, I woke up in the middle of the night to pee, and then we said, well, what time was that? They would say like 4.30 last night? They would. Some of these people would say 6. 6 o'clock last night. <laughs> it's 6 o'clock in the morning. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Middle of the night. Yeah, versus- which is wrong. That's wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but we have the right to be wrong. That's what makes Canada great. <laughs> right, Lauren? <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Mayor John Tory, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. Happy New Year, guys. How's it going? What's Good. Going How was uh, St. Bart's? <laughs> hey, that is not funny. I was not in St. Bart's. I was here in Toronto the whole time and uh, followed the rules, went for a walk every day. But uh, it did go outside and go for a walk, but otherwise was uh, was here. But anyway, uh, and, and I hope people are, are staying home. That's the whole idea. And I know in Roz's case, he's staying home mostly during the day because did, did you guys know, of course, it's National Technology Day today? Here we go. Yeah. No, I didn't. Well, yeah, okay. See, he knows because the truth is about to hurt, okay. which is that uh, Roz is going to spend the whole of National technology day trying to figure out how to turn the flashlight on his phone off <laughs> that is true Mayor. Um, hey yeah. Mayor yeah. Tory, are well. we gonna have to start wearing masks outside now is that the recommendation like we're supposed to be wearing masks outside all the time now there's discussion of a lot of these things you know if it was me i mean i wear my mask basically outside pretty well all the time anyway like when i've been out for walks during the christmas period i just left it on because you're used to having it on you know inside mm-hmm. and i think if people wore masks um all the time it's better but but what the doctors do say is that when you're outside in the winter and there's any kind of a breeze at all that you're very very well ventilated so that's why of course uh, you know there are different rules that apply to inside and outside i wouldn't my guess is i wouldn't see that as something that's coming imminently like an, an outside mask wearing requirement um both because it's kind of difficult to enforce, but more importantly, just because I think there are other things people could be doing that would make a bigger positive difference to fighting the virus. A lot of talk today about curfews and whether that's going to happen, um, watching what's going on in Quebec. And are we headed towards curfews? I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, Premier Ford would give the same answer that I've given, which is that that's something that if the health experts told me that with the incredible uh, toll of death that is taking place, but also if you look at the numbers of people that are going into the hospitals 
and into the ICUs, you know, double-digit percentage increases in the last week or 10 days. And a lot of them, people who are not older, uh, they're younger people. Um, you know, the fastest-growing group, again, has been people under the age of 39. We've had people well under the age of 39 who are lying on a ventilator, uh, you know, in a hospital right now, and they're really, you know, the only hope for them is a double lung transplant. And this is tough stuff to hear early in the morning, but it's necessary. We should think about this. And so if the health people came to me and said that a curfew was really going to help in our number one task, which is to try and keep people from being in contact with each other, um, you know, then that's something that I wouldn't rule out. Uh, and I think Premier Ford has said the same thing. And the question really only is, is that going to be the most effective thing we can do? You know, for all these rules, I mean, if people really just had the kind of discipline they did have in the spring and stayed home to the extent they can, there's people who have to go to work and go shopping once in a while, grocery shopping. Um, you know, if people did stay home, though, and, and exhibited the same degree of uh, uh, staying at home that they did in the spring, we, we would be in a much better position and not even having to talk about these kinds of things. So what if they came to you and said that we need to implement um, curfews, but the only way to really do it right is to also implement checkpoints? See, this is the slope you go down. And I, I, I've said many times that I don't think we want to turn ourselves into a city or a province or a country where, you know, there's people, I said this about the parties at New Year's, you know, do you really want police officers or bylaw people knocking on doors and kind of peering inside houses or looking in the windows because there's a few cars parked in front of somebody's house? I just, you know, that's not the way we live here. But having said all that, we're also facing an unprecedented, uh, you know, virus that's taking lives and that is, you know, putting huge strain on the healthcare system. So, uh, you know, I, I just, I mean, I'd express the wish on New Year's Eve that you could look down the streets and see no cars aside from people who absolutely had to go to work or, you know, emergency service vehicles and so on. And of course, notwithstanding that, right outside the window, I'm looking at now there were hundreds of people who showed up at Nathan Phillips Square, you know, to, to come to a party that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And we'd said to people, please stay home. We'll put a great light show on uh, on the CN Tower and put it on TV and all the rest. So I, look, I, that's not the kind of thing that fills me with any sort of joy whatsoever in the context of just, uh, you know, as you say, checkpoints conjures up all kinds of notions that we just don't like here. Um, so, you know, as I say, I, I, I'd much rather people put a curfew on themselves and just said, okay, I'm not going to go out any time of the day or night uh, unless I absolutely have to. I, I've always said that I thought it would be a great idea if we could say even for shopping that, okay, if your you know, last name begins with T, as mine does, you'll go shopping on Thursday. And if your name begins with D, you'll go shopping on Tuesday or something like that to even say to people, we'll kind of organize how people go shopping to avoid crowd scenes and all that. But uh, the, the checkpoint thing, you know, doesn't, as I say, it doesn't sit well with me, but we have to discuss what's going to work in terms of getting these numbers down. And that's not on, that's not being discussed, but it's just, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable, I know, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Morey has something to say to you, Mayor John Tory. Um, so oh, my I goodness, live, this could be I good. Often, where I live, I often walk <laughs> um, my dog around the CN Tower and uh, the Rogers Center. And I don't know if this has ever come up, but there's almost every day crowds of people taking pictures at the Canada sign and the CN Tower. Has there ever been discussion of turning off those CN Tower lights or that Canada sign to deter people from congregating? No, to be quite quite honest, there hasn't. And I would then be having to sort of examine the question of what I'm looking at out my window, which is the Toronto sign, where every day I see out my window, and there's a skating rink there too, and we have limited the crowds, as you know, in the skating rinks to 25 at a time, and you have to make a reservation. But lots of people are out there having their picture taken next to the Toronto sign, so you'd have to look at that. I, nobody has told me that it's been a crowd scene that anybody has to worry about at this moment, like, in other words, huge crowds of people. But it's something where... 
you know, I guess if we thought it was a significant problem, and it's the first I've, I've heard of it, and I will get people to, to keep an eye, um, you know, the, it, it, it's something we would act on, but not unless it was a serious problem. I don't know what the, the latest is on whether the Leafs are going to be able to play in the city or not. Yeah, I was asked about that earlier on this morning. Um, we have written a letter, the Toronto Public Health, the city government, saying it's okay with us uh, based on the protocol they put forward, which, as you might expect from people like the Leafs, so they're very, very thorough. They had that bubble for the playoffs at the Scotiabank Arena in the spring, and it was really well done. And nobody got sick. So we have said for our part to the province and the federal government, it's okay with us. It's now in the hands, I think, of the, principally the federal government mm-hmm. um, and, and the province to say yes or no. But we've said for our part, we think this is manageable. We think the Leafs, we'd like to see the Leafs playing in Scotiabank Arena. They've put forward a great arrangement to keep people safe and healthy. And uh, so I guess we'll wait to see what the, what the others have to say. Gotcha. I, I, please don't cancel Valentine's Day. I have a lot planned for the Day of Love. No, you don't. <laughs> It's a liar. You know, it's the mayor. I, mean, I don't need a family man. show. Uh, this is a family show, so we really can't get into Maury's plans. But uh, <laughs> trust course, us, Mayor. Maury's got zero Ross, plans. We'll be still working on that flashlight. Actually, the good news, Roz, is the flashlight might still be on by Valentine's Day, and you'll be able to see what's going on on your uh, Valentine's Day activities. Honest, honestly, Mayor, I'll tell you this: the best thing you could do for Maury's relationship is to cancel Valentine's Day because he has nothing planned. <laughs> I was going to say, say what relationship? But anyway, never mind. Mayor John Tory. Okay, Thank you very much. Take care. Be safe. You too. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kids Write Jokes is one of my favorite accounts on Twitter. Uh, They accept jokes written by kids, and all these (laughs) jokes that are written by kids are just terrible. Right. Because kids are horrible at the setup and the delivery and the punchline, and especially when they have to make them up on the fly. Well, they they understand that there is a setup, and uh, like they understand the mechanics of it. They just don't understand the logic behind it. For example, why was the deer confused? Why? Because he had no idea. Right there, you go. What do you call an astronaut? Can I that can farts? I tell you the real? Can I tell oh, you yes. the, the real joke of that? Uh huh. Which a version of that joke is? What do you call a one idea? What? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in my life, whenever I have no idea about something, <laughs> yeah. I always say no idea. I, dude, <laughs> a homeless guy told me that joke in New York City about 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And from that day on, every single time I say no idea, I always say no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you call an astronaut that farts? What? A fartstronaut. Oh, there you go. Once a boy, this is not, this is more of a story oh, as opposed okay. to a uh, Here we go. question and answer. <laughs> Once a boy took an egg, and his mother asked, What are you doing with that egg? He did not answer. She thought, He will eat the egg, but he cracked it on the floor. He took the shell, and he filled it with water. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Go away! I'm having a poo! (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Cheese. Cheese who? Cheese who sees. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? A big one. A big one who? Just a big one. Oh. Knock, knock. Who's there? Grass. Grass who? Aren't you glad I didn't say lawnmower? No. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a piece of mud on your face, what would you call yourself? I don't know. Poo face. Okay. What do you call it when you get an egg in your eye? What? Egg eye. Okay. It's not how jokes work, people. No. How do dogs live? How? By eating food. There you go. Why do berries have no friends? Why? Because they are lie berries. <laughs> okay. What did the skeleton say to the toilet? What? You will get nothing out of me. I am all bones. <laughs> okay. What did the ham say to the bread? What? If we were together, we would be lovely. 
Did you know that if you stare at the number three for ages, it looks like a butt? <laughs> How many eyes do aliens have? I don't know. One eye at the same time. <laughs> okay. okay. I have two more. Okay. Thank do God. you know why six is afraid of 17? No. Because 17 is a bigger number. Oh. But isn't there another joke? Why is... Um why is why is like six afraid of seven because seven eight nine yeah something <laughs> yeah. like that right <laughs> yeah that's yeah, what it is. okay okay and finally kids write jokes a man found a raisin in the woods what a funny looking raisin he said i'm not a raisin i'm just an ant with no legs <laughs> and that is kids write jokes everybody here we go the Roz and mocha show podcast hello Yo, Tasha, what's up? It's your side pieces, Razamoka. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, I swear. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Roz, uh, when we were on holidays, mm-hmm. Tasha's husband, Prince, sent me an email. Okay. But I didn't see the email until yesterday, going through all the emails that we got over the holidays. And Prince had reached out to us 10 years ago. He's been listening to the show since the very beginning. Oh, wow. And we gave Tasha a birthday shout out back when they were dating. (laughs) And now their lives over the past 10 years have changed drastically. They have a family. They got a dog. They've moved. So life has progressed since uh, Prince reached out originally and then wanted us to once again, 10 years later, wish Tasha a very happy birthday, but that birthday was yesterday. So happy belated birthday, Tasha. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. So what's going on? I think he kind of covered everything. <laughs> I think we've kind of evolved the way that you guys evolved. Yeah. And how long have you, how long have you and uh, Prince been together? Um, I guess unofficially 14 years. Wow. That's crazy. That's a long time. What does unofficially mean? I, well, I guess it's before marriage, I guess. Oh, oh, like, oh, yeah. oh I got it. So has you been married for how long now? Uh, ooh, no. Oh, no, you don't even know. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm we getting confused. We, we, don't, we, we don't have to go there if it's a sore spot. Let's just hope Prince doesn't hear this part. So, Tash, what do you got planned for your birthday? You're asking me my age. I'm, not, I'm just confused. We just kind of hung out at home. Can't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, all of my, well, my cousins and Prince made a video, which was pretty interesting and fun. Wow. Oh, damn. When you say interesting, you weren't really that into it, huh? <laughs> no, it was, it was great. It was great. It was very entertaining. I have a very talented set of family members, yeah. and I miss them dearly. So Aww. It's tough, huh? Damn it, Maury. Oh, I was just going to like brighten her day with a birthday joke. Oh, oh. Tasha, by the way, the answer oh. to this joke is your age. Okay, go ahead, Maury. Okay. Oh, great. What, what goes up but never comes down? Well, definitely my age. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping my bank account. True that. Good for you, girl. <laughs> Tasha, thank you very much for being a part of the Raza Boga Show for as long as you have. Happy belated birthday. Thank you, and I hope in 10 years we could do this again. So oh, hell yeah. Oh, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, By the way, do you know how old Roz is going to be in like 10 years? Shut up, back? Maury. Well, the question is, Mocha, can you make pepper pot? Oh, I, I you know what? I can't make it. No, I, that, my mom <laughs> makes it. Well, then I'm going to have to say I equally love all of you. Oh, no, you can only pick one. <laughs> I enjoy pepper pot. Well, I, I do, too. That's what I was hoping. If you could hook a girl up, you know. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Well, next year, maybe <laughs> next year when my mom makes another batch, maybe she can throw in a little bit extra. Well, then I definitely will like you more then. Hey! But thank you guys that so much. That sounds like for- bribery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, sort of, you know. Buying votes. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, Tasha. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There should be more people talking about the Raptors, I think. Oh, let's... No, huh? No. No. No, 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 no. Jeez. No. Next subject. What's Please. going on? Well, they're losing. I know. You know what's so funny is that we went through the holidays and then I hadn't seen you in a while. And you're really my, like, pipeline for all things Raptors. <laughs> yeah, well, now when we're one and five. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. I had no idea that they had already played five games yesterday. Yeah. And then lost last night. Again. To make it six. Uh, 126-114 against Boston. That was the final score. Jeez. Yeah. Dismantling. I was going through Twitter. immediately. I was going through tweets last night from people all across the country where it's, it's like, it's stunning because we haven't been as Raptors fans I'm not going to include myself in this because really, I, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, you, you I were a fan during the okay, run. Yeah, I yeah I didn't I didn't suffer like a lot of other yeah. fans did. Right. Yeah. Like if you remember, you got back, your first Raptors shirt the day of the parade. <laughs> no. I, yeah. Listen. Don't don't bring me into this. Okay. Come on. But there was a lot of years where, and I think that any hardcore fans remember, there was a lot of years where the biggest draw going to a Raptors game was the dance crew. Yeah. Right, like yeah. that, you know that that was the sort of that or the, was the brand was the, the dance crew, the star on the opposing team, yes, whoever that star exactly. was, exactly. Right, yes. LeBron James was 100%. in town; he 100%. was the big attraction. Right. Uh, so you're, you're, I'm getting a sense from people uh, when I was going through Twitter last night, yeah, of just absolute confusion of, well, what do you do? Like, do you blow it all up now? They've already blown it up. That's the problem. No, no, I mean, blow it up, blow it up. Kyle Lowry, blow it up. I don't think so. No? No. I think we ride the wave. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's too early to call the team now. Bro. I think it's too early. Yeah. I know. And it has been done before. Yeah. When a team, a championship team. Yeah. But it's not the championship team. No. That we know because all the players are gone. Yeah. We got a new lineup. Yeah. We got a fresh crop that Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry have to lead and and help teach. There's a... There's a cockiness that happens with Raptors fans that has always been off-putting to other cities' fans in the U.S. Oh, absolutely. And it's silent. Oh, like, yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're just taking it one day at a time. One day at a time. Next up is Phoenix. You guys look out, but we are being cautious. I promise you that. Go Raptors, go. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Tanya Roberts is still alive, huh? Yeah, this is a really wild story, man. How do you go more than a day with the news being out there, like literally everywhere, that Tanya Roberts, the actress, had passed away? So and like she, nobody came out almost immediately to say, no, she's not dead. Yeah. So she is, first of all, um, Tanya Roberts was a Bond girl from A View to a Kill or For Your Eyes Only, A View to a Kill, I think. And then she was Midge. Midge on Seventy Show. That's where I know her from. Yes, that's that's where a lot of people. Yeah. That's where a lot of people know her from. And I guess the way that the story went was that her, and we have we have clips of her husband and her rep talking about how this all happened. But she collapsed at home, 
and they brought her to the hospital. And then I guess the hospital notified the husband that she didn't have long to go. And then he showed up and he just thought she died. Well, how do you make that mistake? I don't know. And how does anyone there, like at the hospital, say to him, no, she didn't die? Well, I don't know. So here, listen, listen to the, listen to the husband or the rep or the rep, the rep. Yeah, play the rep because I want to play something else for you after this, which is the the, the husband on Inside Edition. So Uh, what had happened was, you know, Lance was very distraught. He had seen Tanya yesterday in the hospital um, and it was, it was, he thought she had pretty much passed. They had asked her to come in because she was passing. And uh, when I called to confirm, it was just, um, you know, someone who was very distraught and, and, you know, upset and things just got, you know, not conveyed to me properly. And that's what happened. So how does one make the mistake without checking, I guess, with the nurses or Uh getting the official statement before telling you? Um, very true. I, I, I assumed that that had happened. This kind of error really never happens. It was something that, that uh, I, I, I never would have ever wanted it to happen. Um, but on the positive side, people are, have been so beautiful about her with all the beautiful things they said about her. And she is just, you know, she is loved. When did you find out that she had not, and what was that conversation like? Who told you, and what did they say? Uh, I was I was on the um, I was on the Zoom with um, Lance, and I heard it at the same time he did. I was shocked. I was simply shocked. Wow! Absolutely shocked, and 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 taken off guard. It was just crazy. So that is Mike Pinkle. That's um, Tanya's rep. Maury was talking to him last night. So the Zoom that he mentions, Mm -hmm. okay, so remember, so Lance, Tanya's long-term partner, gets the word that she is on her last minutes, rushes to the hospital. Yeah. He thinks she died, leaves the hospital thinking she's dead. Without talking to anybody. Without talking to anybody. Which is weird. Um, Then they send out the press release that she's passed away. Lance starts doing interviews. So Lance is on a Zoom call with Inside Edition when his phone rings during the Zoom call from the hospital. Now you're telling me that, that she's alive? Oh, thanks the Lord. Thank God. What just happened, Lance? What was, what was that? The hospital's telling me she's alive. <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't know, man. There's right? something... There's something weird about this, Something man. does not add up when you go through the timeline of this story. No. I just don't understand that as somebody who goes to the hospital to see your loved one, yes. right? And then to assume that they passed away, to then leave without speaking to anybody at all. Right. I understand being distraught. Completely. I, I really do. Completely. I understand being distraught. But there's a difference between being distraught and like, what did he, what, what was like, what was the plan for the body? Right. Like, what was the, what was, had he already started making, fun- like, what was, when somebody dies, there's, there are other there's steps. business you yes. got to take care of. 
And so, I and I get leaving. Like, I really do get leaving. But the fact that he is calling Inside Edition before he's mm-hmm. calling the hospital again mm-hmm. to say, okay, what's the plan now? Yeah. How do I get the body? We got to we gotta book this funeral. Sure. So the fact that he, he's already on a Zoom call with Inside Edition before he has called the hospital yes. to figure out what to do with the body is really wild to I me. And there's something, something doesn't add up. There's, I don't know. There's just something weird about this guy. No, I know. I don't right? know. And I don't want to, I'm not, we're not accusing, but this is Absolutely a wild not. story. Yes. This is a wild story. Because again, and you look at the timeline, you look at the actions of the accidents, individual. Accidents happen. We know this. Misinformation happens. Hospitals in California right now are at 300% uh, capacity because of COVID. Like, there's a lot of things and chaos and mistakes that can happen. Yeah. I get all of that. But or is it just that it was like in the mix of the chaos? But it's not the happen. hospital. It's no, him. I know it's him. He's on it's, the he's on a Zoom call with Inside Edition. Something off about this without guy. having called the hospital back after leaving to figure out what to do with the, yeah. what's the next steps. Yeah, that's the off. weird thing, man. So weird. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Amanda, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. You sound stressed. What's up? My husband won't get off his damn phone. Oh. Amanda, you wrote it. says, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Uh, my husband's on his phone all the time. He plays games and chats with people for most of the time that he's home. I need this to stop. I would like to have some quality time with my man, maybe have a conversation, watch some TV. I'm about done with sharing my husband with the phone. How do I get through to him uh, that it's not okay? Hmm. Interesting. Well, Amanda, one thing to know is that you're not alone. This is like a common problem everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys have kids? No, we have three cats. <laughs> oh, okay. So when he gets home from work, or is he working from home now? No, we both are on the road. Okay. So when you both come back home, is he like immediately on the phone or do you guys like have time to talk? Um, Almost immediately. Yeah. What about during dinner? Oh, yeah. And he doesn't talk to you at all? No, he puts a show on Netflix and stares at his phone and plays games the whole show. It's easy to say that the phone is the problem. But it doesn't seem to me right out of the gate that the phone is the problem. To me, it seems mm-hmm. like you guys have an intimacy problem or that oh, there, yeah. there is some sort of reason he doesn't want to spend time with you or he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be intimate even in a conversational level with you. And the phone is there as a convenient distraction. You get mad at the phone as opposed to the reasoning why he's always on the phone. Have you tried having a conversation mm-hmm. with him about this? Oh, a lot. And I've tried in several different ways to tell him that I'm upset about it. Not angry, but it makes me upset and everything is left up to me to do. Do you say that it makes you upset or does it say that it hurts you? Both. And he doesn't really respond. Oh, at all. Wow. But how do you frame that though? Do you say I'm pissed at you because you're always on your phone or do you say I'm devastated as your partner because I'm starting to feel like you don't want to hang out with me? I've done both. And what is his reaction? He says it's just a game. Um, I'll be off in a minute or whatever. And he's on for the, for the whole duration of the evening talking to some people I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, he may, he, he, listen, phones and apps and all those things are designed to get people addicted. Like that is their design. And so it's not like he's doing anything wrong in the sense that he's not extraordinary from anybody else who has a serious problem putting down their phone. Um, he's just Mm -hmm. fallen prey to people who are smart. 
and he's doing exactly what they want him to do. They want people like your husband. They want people who are going to go home and spend five hours on the phone. Does he acknowledge that it's a problem? Like if you say, oh my God, why are you always on the phone? Does he ever look at you and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry? Or is he like, what the hell? Who cares? Yeah. The latter. The latter. Oh, really? So he doesn't wow. even he doesn't even acknowledge that it's a problem. Like does he is he empathetic in any way to your feelings towards his not being present? Um, very rarely. Yeah. Uh, I have to catch him at a good time to do it, which I don't know what time that would be, but oh. it just happens to be a big, huge source of arguments. What if you said, hey, when it comes to games, why don't we work out some sort of gaming schedule? And not to go on this with like a, you know, a hammer and sort of, you know, hardcore lines and times and everything else. But what if we just said that, you know, there's a couple like certain times a day or part of the evening, whatever. If you want a game and you want to piss around on the phone, that's fine. But there's times that I need you. Mm-hmm. What if you what, what, would he be open to that, do you think? I've never tried that. I could try. Yeah, try, try. Don't, don't. Like the the problem with the phone and the gaming and everything else is people go at it with a hammer where they want absolute destruction and they want you to 100% change your ways immediately. Mm. And that doesn't work. That's not going to fly with anyone. I get it all the time. I'll be on the computer, right? And I'll be doing something constructive. Like I will be paying bills. Yeah. And Catherine will go, are you coming to join us or what? I, you know, I'm literally, I'm, I'm four feet away from the couch. Right. I'm just, I'm sitting in a different chair. I'm yeah. at the table, which is right beside the couch. I'm, and in my head, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm four yeah. feet away. And she's like, no, I would like you to just be present here on the couch. And I'm like, cool. And she'll say, what are you doing? And sometimes I'll go, I'm paying bills. Yeah. Or other times I'll just be honest and go, pissing around. Yeah. And she's like, cool. How about you don't piss around right now? And I'm like, cool. And because you just get lost, yeah. right? I get of lost course. in it. I get lost in but it. But that happens to everybody. That it, happens it, it, to everybody. You. Hey, Amanda, yeah, how about that. this? What if you said to him, hey, I have a great idea. There's this movie I really want to watch or the show I really want to watch. Why don't we both take our phones? We'll leave them in the bedroom. And you and I will be able to sit down on the couch, watch this without either of us getting distracted by our phones. Sure, I'll try. He'll be itching like he's a, at a heroin. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a problem. That's he's got to work on that. And, yeah. and I think that you I think that you guys should be able to talk about that. I think that you guys should be able to talk about the fact that he can't go five minutes without his phone. And and if he's denying it and denying it and denying it, it's not a this isn't a time to challenge him. This isn't a time to say, well, I bet you or this isn't a time to say you've failed when you said that you weren't going to touch your phone. It, that's not the solution to this. That's the wrong way to go at that. I think you need to I'm go. I'm just so resentful that I've just approached it angrily. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have to stop doing that. Yeah. I know. I know. And, yeah. and it hurts. But I think you have to convey the message that your feelings are hurt, that he wants to be on the phone more than or in your eyes, he wants to be on his phone more than he wants to be with you. Yeah. It's about it's mm-hmm. about it's about sharing time. And even when you're sitting there watching a movie and if you looked over at him and went, can you get off your phone? He may look at you and go, what? Because he may not see a problem. To him, he's still present. And that's what you need to have a conversation with him about in your eyes and in your heart, what present feels like and what present looks like. And even if Mm -hmm. it's a bad movie and you guys really have lost interest, you know, three quarters of the way through and neither of you care about how it ends, being present together through that misery of watching an awful movie is bonding. (laughs) Okay. And when he checks out, he's not checking out of the movie. He's checking out of being present with you. And that's mm-hmm. that. That's the difference, and that's what hurts. Yes. Right. So you have a couple of different uh, different approaches. Why don't you try those? Yeah, I think I will. Okay. Yeah. 
Should I get him liquored up first? Yeah, yeah, that'll help. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Do you know who uh, Terry Gilliam is? The director? No. He did 12 Monkeys. Okay. And he was uh, with Monty Python for a long time. But uh, 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. Did, who was that again? It was uh, Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. 1995, where he plays a prisoner sent back in time to stop a virus that decades earlier had wiped out all of humanity. Oh, my God. Do you remember? You don't remember 12 Monkeys? No. Oh, 12 Monkeys was great. How do no. you, did you never see 12 Monkeys? I didn't. No. You don't have to have seen 12 Monkeys to understand the next part of the story. So Terry at the time was like a real hot director. Okay. And a couple of people were suggested to him to play the lead in the movie. And he turned them both down, flat out, Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage. He rejected them immediately. Oh, wow. Really? He, he didn't like them. Uh, and then the idea of Bruce Willis came up. And Terry says that it took him a little bit of time to warm up to the idea of Bruce Willis. What year was this? 1995. But Bruce Willis was hot back then. He was. But like a hot, he, not... No, he was. He was, a yeah, he was, he was like, like he was going places. Yeah, mm. die hard, everything else. He said this in an interview. I had never been a great fan of Bruce Willis's before. But I liked talking to him, and I thought, okay, this guy's smart. He's funny. But then as to why he didn't want to cast him in the movie, he said, I explained to him my concerns about him as an actor. I hated the Trumpian mouth he does in films. Rectal. It's like I'm looking into somebody's a-hole. Because you know how Bruce Willis purses his lips all the time? No. You ever notice that? And now that you mention it? Yeah. You've just ruined Bruce Bruce Willis Willis for me. (laughs) So Bruce Willis's mouth, the way that he holds his mouth, Mm -hmm. when he sort of does that thing where he he sticks his lips out a little bit, that drove Terry Gilliam so mad that he almost didn't cast him in 12 Monkeys because of it. Because he said that his mouth looked rectal. (laughs) Yeah, I could see it now. I could see it now. Like I'll never, never be able to never. watch. Like Armageddon, that ruins, that ruins ruined for me. Oh, Armageddon's so good. Oh, isn't it? Oh, bro, should I play a song from that song? Yes, please. From that movie. I haven't seen Armageddon in so long. Me though. neither. Who else was in Armageddon? Ving Rhames. Oh, was it Ving every- Rhames or who was it? Was it Ving Rhames? Yeah, he was in it. Okay, and uh, um, Ben, um, ben um, Affleck. Ben Affleck. Um, um, Steve Buscemi. Stel- yeah, right. Stellar cast, by the way. Liv Tyler. Yeah. And then um, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael, Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. That's who it was. Yeah, right? not, not, not Ving Rhames. No, they I were think both v- hot at the time. Was Ving Rhames in that movie, though? No, I think it was Michael Clark Duncan. <sighs> is it the Aerosmith song that, that, uh, that you're going to play? Or is it the Leaving on a Jet Plane song that you're going to play? Oh, no. I was going to play um, this one. Now I want to watch Armageddon. Should we watch Armageddon together? Armageddon, by the way, is uh, there was an asteroid headed towards Earth. And the governments realized that they couldn't do anything. They couldn't shoot it out of the, the sky. There was no way to stop it. And so their only hope was to get a bunch of rough-collared rig drillers to go into space and land on the asteroid and drill into the asteroid to plant explosives inside the asteroid. 
Spoiler alert, mission accomplished. Sweet <laughs> surrender. What are you doing this afternoon? Um, do you want to watch this no, movie? No, I do not. No. Come on, man. No, no. no. Like, what are we going to Like, I'm going to watch it on Zoom with you? Like, are we going to sit there on our couches with our laptops on our laps? We're basically in a bubble. We <laughs> no, can get together at my no, house. No, I'm not getting together at your house to watch I'll come over game. to your place. I do not want you to come you over to my place. You have a big couch. Place. You sit on one side, I'll sit on the other. No, no, thank you. Don't want to close my eyes. Aren't you worried, though, that having not seen Armageddon in forever, that it's not going to live up to the way that you remember it? No, because we'll be watching it with you. No, you won't be. Let's not. Let's leave that onto the side. Let's put a pin in the watching a it with here, me. I, yeah. And then when this song comes on... I wonder if people. I wonder if people are digging this right now. I wonder if anybody's like in their car with somebody else, where it's like making them think. Better times, whatnot. The glorious nineties. No. Heart beating. <laughs> okay. I'll be over at noon. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Well, well, well. I think it's uh, an appropriate time just to play a little of some of this. This is America. I never felt more united after the announcement that Caillou was canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. We and were, that, we were no. one yesterday morning. We all had common ground. And can you believe that Caillou story yesterday about leaving PBS? That was like the biggest story of the day. <laughs> yeah, until. Until afternoon hit. Uh, so let's start with the, 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 the latest and then we'll kind of go through uh, things that you may have missed because this went on way into the night. So the latest... Uh, is that, yes, Congress has uh, confirmed Joe Biden's victory as the next president of the United States. And here is, um, you have the clip there, I believe it's Mike Pence doing the official announcement. Before I play this, I have a question. Sure. Is there a chance Mm -hmm. that they will Mm -hmm. opt that original Mm -hmm. January 20th date Mm -hmm. of swearing in the next president? No. Joe Biden? No. They won't up it to like this no. weekend? No, 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 no. No. That's not going to happen. Mm. Hold on. Which one is it's called? It's official. Uh, oh, this one. The whole number of electors appointed to vote for president of the United States is 538. Within that whole number, a majority is 270. Joseph R. Biden Jr of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. The announcement of the state of the vote by the president of the Senate shall be deemed a sufficient declaration of the persons elected president and vice president of the United States, each for the term beginning on the 20th day of January, 2021. And in case you were wondering, Donald Trump has assured people that there will be a peaceful transition of power. Oh, really? Now he assures so, us? In his statement, and everybody else? In his statement after this, uh, Donald Trump released, uh, it said, even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election, the facts bear with bear, bear me out. Nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. I have always said we will continue our fight to ensure that only legal votes were counted while this represents the end of the 
greatest first term in presidential history. Wow. It's only the beginning for our fight to make America great again. Um, and what they're looking at now is four people died in the mayhem that went down yesterday. A woman died after being shot by a member of law enforcement um, as Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. And the Metro Police Chief said in a press conference last night, uh, also confirming that three others died due to, quote, medical emergencies uh, as the Capitol was stormed. So um, my question with everything that happened yesterday yeah. is not why, because I know why, mm-hmm. is how... In a place like Washington, yeah, and at that building, with the amount of security and police and access to National Guard and the Army, yeah, how did all of this happen? That's how a- was it allowed to get I- as far as it did? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I have, no, I'm not, I have I'm not no... asking you to answer. I'm yeah, just asking no, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Because I see this footage, and it's like watching a movie. But this is friggin' real life, man. Okay, so there are... We've seen so much over the last year. And it was incredibly wild to see what was going on at the Capitol. And it was incredibly wild to see a lot of other things where you just, I don't know how a lot of things happen. I really, mm. I, I don't. I don't know. There's been so much chaos and sadness and violence and you name it, everywhere. And you always just say, you know, God, how did this How did this happen? And the answer is, I don't, nobody knows how this happens. You would think that it would be impossible to get into the Capitol building. But does anybody really expect that to happen? I don't think so. I guess not. I don't think so. Did anybody, did any, how many people thought yesterday that all those people were going to storm the Capitol building and everybody was going to have to run for cover? I don't know if a lot of people actually thought that that was going to happen. How did, how did various states in the U.S. know that the Black Lives Matter marches and protests were going to get to the size that they did, right? Right. Nobody expected that. Right. It was incredible. Right. And not just, and it was like all the other people, like other races who were getting involved in the movement. Right. Yesterday wasn't a movement. Yesterday was like more of a statement. No, but to them it was though. That's the right? thing. That's but the thing is my that. My whole thing is that when you look at the, the two different things that happened, these protests, right? Yeah. The one that happened yesterday and then the Black Lives Matter ones that happened right across America. Right. Man, they were so quick. To get the army out there, they were so quick well, to get national guard. Listen, I'm not. Def- I'm not defending anything. I wasn't. Nece- I wasn't. I wasn't talking about the Black Lives Matter protests. No, no, I was no, no, talking no. more. I was talking more about what goes on in Portland, where sure. you where you can firebomb a federal building for five days and there's no and, police and, and, and they, they can't nothing. do anything. and then they can't and they can't do yeah. anything. You know, so like to, to me, there's just a lot of stuff where you you've just said, you know, how how can this go on? And especially in America, you're just like, how can this all of yeah. this just go on in America? But everything is just sad. Yesterday was so unbelievably wild inappropriate and heartbreaking and sad and dumb and all of those things and obama's statement was really on the nose and it was i mean obama always says the best stuff 
I know, right? He just does. Yo, Obama, number 44 is the greatest. Yeah, Obama, Obama always just says the, the best goat. stuff. Uh, Obama said this really early on, too. Uh, history, history will rightly remember today's violence at the Capitol incited by a sitting president who has continued to baselessly lie about the outcome of a lawful election as a moment of great dishonor and shame of our nation, he went on to say. But we'd be kidding ourselves if we treated it as a total surprise. And I think that that's it, mm-hmm. you know, is as shocking as it was yesterday. Was it really all that surprising? No. Not at all. No. Uh, my favorite tweet from yesterday from somebody named Randall Otis said, the kid from Home Alone protected his house better than the cops protected <laughs> the Capitol building. Man, if that ain't the truth, bro. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson, really doesn't like playing Mr. Bean. Oh. <sighs> I thought you were going to say he's like in the hospital or something. No. Oh, he just says, why doesn't he like play Mr. Bean? Yeah, he calls it stressful and exhausting. He was doing an interview and he says, oh, having man. made an animated TV series, because I guess there's a, a Mr. Bean cartoon. Yeah. He goes, having made an animated TV series, we're now in the foothills of developing an animated movie for Mr. Bean. It's easier for me to perform the character vocally than visually. Uh, I don't much enjoy playing him. The weight of responsibility is not pleasant. I find it stressful and exhausting, and I look forward to the end of it. I don't actually like the process of making anything. He does, however, go on to say Mr. Bean's success never surprised him, adding, watching an adult behaving in a childish way without being remotely aware of his inappropriateness is fundamentally funny. I will agree. That's why, damn it, Maury's a success. The (laughs) fact that comedy is visual rather than verbal means that it has been successful internationally as well. Wow. So, yeah, so he hates me. That breaks my heart, man. Yeah, that's how you really Atkinson, feel, Bean. Right? That really breaks my heart. I mean, Johnny English is good, yeah. but he's no Mr. Bean. I agree. So, apparently, divorce is imminent for Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. The marriage is over, according to sources. It was over a long time ago. Uh, they're keeping it low-key, but they are done, says the source. Kim has hired Laura Wasser, Who's like a, that the, name sounds familiar. Well, because she represents everybody in high-profile divorces. Oh, like all the like big Angelina Jolie and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they are currently in settlement talks. They say uh, Kim hasn't. Uh, Kim has has been seen wearing her wedding wedding ring, um, and she's still in L.A. Kanye still in Wyoming, where he was over the holidays. So, according to the source, Kanye didn't go mm. back to California to spend Christmas with the family. Uh, Kim got Kanye to go up there, they said, so they could live separate lives quietly and get things sorted out to separate and divorce. Uh, she is serious about taking her bar exam and becoming a lawyer, mm. and she's serious about her prison reform campaign. The source says, meanwhile, Kanye is talking about running for president and saying other crazy things. They didn't say things. They said the S word, by the way. Oh, right. So, God, what did Kim's DMs look like today? It's the same divorce lawyer she used for Chris Humphreys. Yeah, this is her third divorce. So so they're they're tight. But if you, like, if you use the same lawyer three times, is the fourth free? Yeah. Well, the problem is this, though, is the house. That's going to be the big sticking point because... Oh, that massive house they built. Yes, because they reportedly paid $40 million for the house. Yeah. And they did $20 million in renovations for it. Oh, my God. First okay. of all, $20 million in renovations is an excessive amount. You paid yeah. too much. I don't care what you did to that house. You paid too much in $20 you million dollars bought the in house renovation. That you wanted. Right. So, but the problem is this, is Kanye Incredible. owns the house. Yeah. Kim owns all the, because they did it as a sort of joint effort where they wanted absolute seclusion. So they bought the house and then they bought all the lots around the house. 
okay? Okay. All the surrounding lots around the house so nobody else would buy them and become their immediate neighbors. So Kanye owns that. think that all them empty houses then? No, a lot or of them are just, empty lots. Just lots. Just yeah, a lot of them are just lots empty. Lots of land. Yeah, lots of land. Okay. So the problem is this, is that Kanye owns the house. Yes. Kim owns all that extra land. But who owns the land that the house is on? Well, Kanye does. You assume Kanye. But this is where the kids are growing up. So Kim is pushing apparently Kanye into signing the house over to her so she doesn't have to uproot the kids with primary yeah. custody or whatever it's going to be. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Um, Dr. Dre <laughs> suffered a brain aneurysm. Did you see this? Yeah, that's so wild, yeah, man. Yeah, he was reportedly rushed by ambulance to Cedar sinai Medical Center in L.A. Uh, on Monday after suffering the aneurysm. He's 55 years old. Uh, he's said to be in stable and lucid condition. They're doing a ton of tests on him. Uh, he posted last night a picture of him in the studio with the caption, thanks to my many fans, friends for their interest and well wishes. I'm doing great and getting excellent care for my medical team. I will be out of the hospital and back home soon. Shout out to all the great medical professionals at Cedar Sinai One Love. Mm. So that's a scary story. Um, one thing that people can agree on is that we feel old as hell. And I don't know if this just has something to do with 2020, mm. but according to a new survey, two-thirds of people between the ages of 25 and 45 say that they feel physically older than their actual between age. Between what? 25 and 45. Oh. Yeah, that's me. That Younger, they feel right? That they feel physically older than their actual age. Oh, not me. But how do you know? That's my, that's my, I was getting- Like, how do you know what, like, if you're 25, yeah. how do you know what a 35-year-old body feels like? Right. Well, like, it's you obvious. don't. Yeah, exhausted, painful. Yeah, but more, that's just what 40 feels like. <laughs> yes. So what I'm so it's just it's called getting older. Yeah. Like when you get to the point of where you get up off the couch and you hear a pop and then you got to stand there for a second and go, where the hell did that noise come from? Right? <laughs> that, that's not that's not you, you know going. What's troubling? Yeah. Is that you don't even feel the pop. No, you I know. Hear it. You hear it. You don't feel it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because I can't sit on anything without something falling asleep. <laughs> right? But 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 that's not me saying that I feel older than I am. That is probably just me experiencing what happens uh-huh. at my current age. But it's the aging process that shocks us. However, they do say mentally uh-huh. we feel younger than well, what we. Than what we are. So we're basically all young at heart is what they're saying in the new survey. No, I just feel old. You don't feel... Mentally old. You feel mentally... Exhausted. You feel mentally Mm. old and exhausted. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because I have to, with my dog, I have to walk up three flights Because you have a dog. Let me finish. (laughs) With everything that's going on in the goddamn world, (laughs) you're coming at this conversation with, I'm exhausted and and mentally and physically because I have a dog. (laughs) And have to walk up three flights of stairs. Oh, because you have to walk your dog. (laughs) Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, gang, time to answer some questions. Ask Roz and Mocha time. Uh, Jenny, what's up? Hey, how are you? Doing great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm having a good day. All right. What is your question? All right. What makes you silently judge someone? So, for example, when someone puts ketchup on a burger uh, people who put ice in their white wine or people who use too many exclamation points. Is this oh. a troll job? <laughs> Why do you do all those things? No, I did two to three. <laughs> I was going to say. Wait, which two? I, I can tell you right now. Yeah. The ketchup on a burger? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. No? No, I don't put oh. ketchup on a burger. No, no, that you silently no, judge I, other people. No, I asked her if this is a troll job because the three things she listed, I do two of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you put ice uh, in your white yeah. wine. yeah. And, and then I, exclamation points. I use way too many exclamation points. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay. What's your answer, Jenny? Like, what do you silently probably, judge people for? Probably grammar. Like, too many exclamation points. 
Um, if something's not spelled correctly or there's poor grammar in like a professional email from like your boss or something, I'm like, yeah. uh, you really should have spell checked that one. Oh, <laughs> you'd yeah. hate working with Dan Mori then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even notice it anymore, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, spelling and grammar is oh, atrocious. atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we can't judge Maury any harder than we already do, so I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I win. Um, I will say this. One thing that I, mean, I judge people for everything. Yeah. So there's not just one thing. It's I judge people for everything. Okay, so top of the list is? But I will say that the one thing that truly drives me nuts is when somebody uh, announces or retroactively announces that they've taken a break from social media. Oh. <laughs> Happens all the time, though. Oh, shut up. Um, so, or like if you say, hey, did you see that? And they're like, no, I took a break from social this weekend. Okay. <laughs> Just say no. Yeah. Just say no. Nobody cares that you took a break from social media. I didn't miss you. Right. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't miss you at all. And or when somebody's about to go on vacation, like what Maury always does. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a break from social media. I'm looking forward to unplugging. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Just do it. Nobody cares. Say that because they want others to be jealous of them. Yeah. But and nobody cares, though. I don't care that you're not on Twitter for a week. No, I don't think it's about that. I think people, it's its not about you caring whether they're on there. I think people say it because they want you to look at them and go, wow, that's, that's really, really good no, of you. Yeah, because you want to you want to seem better than other people. Yes, that's it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So anytime I ever hear something, because that's what all people do now, right? It's like you ask somebody, hey, did you read that thing? No, no, no. I was, I was, oh, I was off social yesterday. So just say no. Right? Just say no. So did you secretly judge me last summer when I said that I was off getting off of Twitter for a while? No, because you were getting off Twitter. Like, there's a difference between taking a break and Twitter is a toxic <laughs> hole. Like I and I don't want to be on Twitter anymore. Uh, Most people I know who have given up Twitter are much happier people. Yeah. They're I've much happier back, people. But I've, I've, I've organized it in a way where the accounts that were kind of bugging me before are no longer in my world, right, in my life anymore. Right, I use right. Twitter a lot differently now than I did before. I started, yeah, to, we, we've talked about this before. I started using, years ago, I started using Twitter as a search engine. Yeah. And that is to me where Twitter serves its greatest purpose, especially for doing what we do for a living, which is it is faster for me to find an article or a story or a quote if I search Twitter for it rather than right. searching Google for it and going through Google News and then going through the articles and everything else because it all rises to the top. The yeah. number one thing that people are talking immediate, about, right? it's way more immediate. So yeah. to me, Twitter is a search engine. Like I don't sit there and scroll through my timeline. I open Twitter to search something, and right. then and then because I do that, whether it's a recipe or something that's politics or music or whatever, because I have that, my algorithm or whatever algorithm that other people get caught up in on social media is really diverse mm -hmm. on, on Twitter. So I don't get bombarded with things that... I don't want to see it's it's really varied with what they they think that I want to look at and I wind up getting interested in things that I never would be just because Twitter thinks I'm interested in that because I use it as a search engine. Damn it, Maury, what do you secretly judge people on? I recently secretly judged my husband, pause, 
<laughs> because he waited until we were outside with the dog to zip up his coat. So we're I'm standing there while he's zipping up his coat versus when you put your coat on inside, then zip your coat up. And then when we're outside, you're outside. Interesting. Why wait until you're outside well, to then zip that, up your like, jacket? How long of your time outside did that take for him to zip up his jacket? Well, I don't think secretly judging somebody is a, has a time start and finish. I think it's just you're secretly judging them because I like, why didn't you zip up your coat while you're inside so we can leave the place and walk versus leave the place, stop for you to do that. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, so okay. hold on here. So wait. So, but what if he just doesn't want to get hot in the house and in the elevator? What if he's sorry? I'm putting my jacket on. Cold. <laughs> Rod's already done with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, like, he's I know. getting ready to leave. I know. Oh, I started. You it. guys enjoy the rest of the day. No, no. This, this, this time of the day, I start to get the chills in here because it just progressively gets colder and colder and colder the longer like we sit in this room. I know I am. My legs are cold. Or a nana that needs a, a blanket. I know. I have to bring. A, I know. I'm going to bring in a nap, uh, like a lap blanket, next week so I can tuck my tuck my hands into it. Well, um, so anyway, so but what if he just doesn't want to get hot in the elevator, and then he just wants to wait until he goes outside, That's or maybe, fine. or maybe he thinks it's jacket, it's jacket open weather, and then he realizes that it's too cold when he gets out there. That's fine. I'm still allowed to secretly judge, because, but I just don't know what you're judging, though, because he still has his like I'm judging on like for the waste of time it is while we're standing outside, and you to do up your coat. When I did my coat up upstairs, I'm ready but to how go. How long does it take the man to do his coat up? I I secretly judge seconds. Him. Seconds. It's not like my three-year-old where it takes him like five minutes. Right. Listen to Maury judging somebody on wasting the time. <laughs> yeah, you are the king of wasting of people's wasting time. time. Like, also, I secretly judge people when they slurp their soup. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you do that, though. I, I brought you. I, I, I brought. I brought in. It was Roxy's birthday yesterday, and I brought in three pieces of cake this morning because she was real proud of it and she made it. And I put them in tin foil and I brought in one for Mocha, one for Shem, and one for Maury. Very and I kind. said, and I said, guys, I forgot the forks because I had plastic forks there, so I forgot the forks. Um, Mocha's is still sitting there beside him because I'm gonna enjoy it with my family when okay. I get home. Yeah. Shem, where's your cake? It's done. It's done. Oh, Shem made it. So, All right. Yeah. So Maury this morning. Opens his up and eats it like a burrito, like it's a piece of cake. But he, but he folds, he's folded the tin foil all around it and starts eating it like a burrito, right? Yeah. And he's he has one bite left, one bite left before he goes, "What is this? Like, what's the flavor? Like, <laughs> like most people, most people, right? Most people when they eat something, if if they're curious about it, it's after the first bite. Yeah. But Maury's just so gluttonous that like he had, he was almost done it before he even showed one ounce of interest in what exactly it was that he was eating right could have been been poop right yeah because at that point at that point it's not eating it's feeding right like it's just there's a there's a huge difference in that but anyway uh uh, secretly judge i would say if i see somebody who's got dry ashy hands i'll be like come on there's no way you don't notice but you you have dry hands but now but let me finish but now in the world that we're living in Everybody has yes. dry, ashy hands because of the amount of sanitizer or because of the amount of right. times that we're washing our hands every single day. Right. Or like when we're in this studio, like before we start the show and when we're wrapped up, I have like all these alcohol wipes and I'm wiping down all this equipment here yeah. that we use, right? So my hands are dry and ashy as hell, right. which is why I'm always, always, always lotioning. That's what I was going to say. And I've tried so many creams. I bought Working Hands, which is like a, a special cream for hands that are working. <laughs> 
And that's supposed to be for like super dry hands. That's not even working yeah. for what the the alcohol has done to my hands. <laughs> working. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that what? answered your question, Jenny. It did. Thank you. Right, Take care. Uh, already wants to know how we each spent New Year's Eve. Just yep. me, Catherine, and Rox, and yeah. uh, me and Ro- Roxy stayed up with me. She made oh, it to yeah? midnight for the first year. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so nice. she made it to midnight. Catherine didn't. Um, and Aww. then so Rox and I woke Catherine up at 11.55. Did, oh, she, wow. did she care? No, no, she did not. <laughs> uh, we woke her up at 11.55. Yeah. And then she did the, why did you let me sleep so long? And I'm like, you didn't want to be there. Um, so we woke Catherine up at 11.55, and then we did the countdown, yeah. and then Rox went to bed, and then um, Catherine immediately went to bed. She was in bed at 12.01. Rox was in bed at 12.01, and then I stayed up, and I watched some terrible Liam Neeson movie until, oh I know. Have Why you, s- you party animal? I, I, Have you seen the Twitter thread of Liam Neeson photos where he's peed his pants? <laughs> yes. It's cruel. What? It's it's cruel. Is this a real thing? Yeah. Or is it stuff from movie? No, it's a real thing where he's posing with fans, but he has like a pee stain on each phone. Yeah, Why yeah. does he pee his pants? Quite frequently, but really? that could be like that could be like oh, a no. but that could be like a prostate thing. Like yeah, I don't know, if, right? Like I, I know it's terrible to laugh at, but it's a shocking amount of times that Liam Neeson has been in public with pee on his pants. Like there's a <laughs> no, shocking that, yeah, amount that, of evidence. That's a medical thing. Yeah, there's that, a shocking amount of. You shouldn't evidence. be laughing at that. I will. I will tell you. I will <laughs> tell you. Are you spending your time looking at? Liam no, Neeson. no, that's not how I spent my name. I'm just because he said he watched a Liam Neeson movie. Right. But so. you had to have known about the account by at least going to it once. Oh, I didn't have to. Somebody collected it all and put it in yeah, one picture. Yeah, yeah. It's like a montage or like a, oh, a, a man, collage so of what they've done. <laughs> but yeah. it's funny because no, he's I'm also not, not look looking up. at the camera at many of them No, no, either. he's just standing on the street talking to a friend. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I actually feel bad for him. All right, him. go find it and send it to, send it to Mark. I will. No, I will. no, no, I don't want no, it. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I don't want it. Go find it. No, no, no. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. No. Just so you know what we're talking about. You don't have to goof on it. You don't have to goof on it. Okay, what? What am I uh, looking like up? Liam Neeson peed pants. What's that? More, what? It's coming to you, Bill. Oh, Shem just sent it to you. <laughs> oh, God. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this years ago. Oh, that. this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Liam. I called him to do that to you, bro. Yeah. It's not nice. No, that he's for sure. There's some sort of medical yeah. thing, right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off Wouldn't that Wouldn't we know right about that if that were the case? Yeah, you would think so. That's why I feel like it's okay to laugh because I feel like we would know by now. If well, you no, had but an it's issue. not. No, no, no. You wouldn't know if you were just like if you were incontinent, like if you were just leaking. Like you wouldn't know. Yeah. No, you right? think he would come out now? Hey, FYI, all those pictures. Just want to let everybody know. Oh, well, listen. If Liam Neeson is going to start having conversations, the thing he should start with talking about wanting to hunt a black guy that one time. Oh, oh yeah. wow! <laughs> Damn. That's right? a Twitter account. I'm not going to go look yeah. for either. <laughs> you know, like there's a there's a lot about Liam Neeson that you can have conversations about. He just skated on that whole thing, huh? Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah nobody ever that. brought it up with him again. Yeah, I maybe because that. he was peeing his pants. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Nobody, Come on, boy, don't do that. Yeah, nobody wants to fight a guy with pee on him. <laughs> nope. You know? yeah, boy, how, did, how did you spend your New Year's Eve? <laughs> I did the like coolest. Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I did the coolest thing ever. I Uber eats a cocktail. Yeah, cool. Okay. How much did that? How much did that cost you? Twelve dollars, but it was enough for it was like it came in this little glass jar, or whatever. Twelve dollars just for the cocktail. Yeah. And how much was the delivery? Five bucks. Yeah. All said and done, so you yeah. paid what seventeen dollars for a yeah. cocktail? Yeah. For Jeez. one drink? What was it? It was enough for two people. Okay. Uh huh. Dot dot dot. That's how I spent my New Year's. Just with what? 
What do you mean? But what did you do? What did you watch? Oh, I was watching uh, the the Times Square thing or whatever. I found that Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper were way funnier, and it was a much better show than the Ryan Seacrest thing. Of course it was. I've always watched It's been the, that way for a few years now. I had no idea. I've always watched the Rock and Eve thing, and then I switched over because Mariah Carey was going to be... Oh, I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey was going to be on with Anderson Cooper and Andy to. Cohen. And they were really funny together. Yeah, because yeah. they're drunk. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so wait. I want to go back to the cocktail that you ordered. Mm-hmm. How long did it last? It was... Oh, it... Uh, well, mine lasted way longer than Matthew's. Matthew just downed his. What was it? What cocktail was it? Um, it had absinthe. It had... Other, it was called spiky cow milk. God, you, you just uh, stop drinking absinthe. That's people like cut their ears off and start breaking <laughs> their own pubes. <laughs> okay, like. so it had that, and what else? And it was called spiky cow milk. No, but what else was in it, man? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you didn't look. Oh, I did. I just don't know off the top of my head right now. Oh. Like, was it vodka based? Was it gin based? Rum. Oh, it was rum based. Okay, rum and absinthe. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and it tasted really smooth and silky. <laughs> okay, smooth sure. and yeah. Enough for Matthew to down it in one chug. Oh, he's yeah. It and was how really was good. it? Was he drunk afterwards? Oh yeah, because then we also had ice wine and uh, and then ice wine. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's too sweet. That's well, that's our tradition. Sweet. Ice wine, you know, as you're leading up to the ball drop. Isn't ice wine is very sweet though? Is it? We not? love ice wine. The you two of do. us. Yeah. What do you like? But it's so sweet though. Oh, it's fantastic. Chilled, fantastic. You like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, God. Somebody handed me an ice wine one time, and I spat it up. Yeah, it's like drinking like, syrup. Like, right, right, right back into the glass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. What no. a waste. Those are like, it's like 80 bucks a bottle. Whatever. It wasn't my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> we did the exact same thing we do every year, which is just stay on the couch and watch TV. I don't yeah. even think we watch a lot of the the New Year's Eve uh, Ryan Seacrest no, or the, the CNN stuff. Yeah. yeah, literally five minutes. And then I got on YouTube and Jenna was like falling asleep on the couch and I started watching videos on how to build your own uh, backyard ice rink. There you go. Um, and then when I realized in the video, I was like, I looked at the clock and it looked like it said midnight. And I was like, oh, crap. And I quickly shut off YouTube and I saw the ball was like in motion. <laughs> it was and already on its way yeah, down. It was 14 yeah. seconds left until the new year. Yeah. And so then we said, happy new year, whatever. Jenna went to bed and then I kept watching YouTube videos. And that's it. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And it was that, very lackluster. Yeah. I made uh, I made a lot of food. Uh, chicken karagi. Is, is that how you say it? Chicken karagi? I don't know. What Krangy, is that? Krangy, chicken karagi. What the hell's that? It's um, just basically it, Japanese chicken nuggets, basically, uh, is what I did in the, in the deep fryer. Yeah. Yeah. And we had mm. just made five chicken breasts worth of those, and I piled mm. all the pieces up. Do you use like a sauce or anything? One big on giant pile. Um, I, I, use, use? I use a hot sauce. Yeah. Um, Catherine makes a honey mustard, like a homemade mm. honey mustard. And then so a little bit of soy on the side, and then a little bit of hot sauce. She has a little bit of. Gluten-free soy, compars, something like that. I don't know what it's called. Gluten-free soy and then her honey mustard on the side. Mm. And Because Roxy bought me a uh, hot sauce for Christmas that is called <laughs> the bed hot sauce. No, it's not. Yes, no joke. <laughs> That's a no joke, yeah. It's called <laughs> the bed hot sauce. And did it make you? Uh, no, uh, no, but it, it wasn't <laughs> the bed, but it was like... Minor discomfort next morning, hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Salima says, uh, would you rather have lots of snow but milder temperatures or no snow with freezing temperatures? Well, that's easy. I think we would all agree lots of snow with milder temperatures. Yeah. No. No? No. 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 You would rather have no snow and freezing temperatures? Yep. Why? Why? 
Because I hate snow. Do yeah, you? but yeah. I hate freezing. No, but I'm not going to. Here's my thing. I'm not going to go outside anyway, right? That's true. So if I do have to go out and drive and park and walk from A to B, I would rather do it in freezing cold with no snow than mild temperatures drudging through snow. No, I would still choose snow with mild temperatures. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's yeah. nothing worse than your nostrils sticking together. I, no. I don't mind. I don't mind the, well, murder. Maury's um, nostrils sticking together is like closing a book like an encyclopedia. <laughs> it's like you hear it, you hear it slam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the snow. I don't mind it at all. I would, I would yeah. much prefer to have a ton of snow with milder, te- milder temperatures outside. Uh, Christy says here, what is something that scares you as an adult but didn't when you were younger? I would say heights. Mm. You're scared of heights? I'm terrified of heights now. Really? But you weren't as a kid. No. No. But for would... the longest time, we've talked about how you don't like roller coasters. You're scared of, of going on a roller there's coaster. There's a difference between, in my opinion, there's a difference between roller coasters and height. Like, I will not go on a roller coaster, but I'm okay with the edge walk on the CN Tower in Toronto. Hmm. So you're not Because the roller coaster, no, but the roller coaster, like the drops and stuff like that. Yeah. But did you ever go on roller coasters when you were a kid? Absolutely not. Never? Okay. No. All right. But I would uh, do things like, you know, uh, shimmy across the edge of a building if I had to. <laughs> Did you? No. no. <laughs> but, you were, but what, you were willing to? Yes. <laughs> That's super hmm. weird. Would you ever do like base jumping or anything? As a kid? No, now, man. Hell no. No, you wouldn't hey, do that. Hey, did you see those crazy bastards in Nashville? Oh, yeah. They were on a rooftop party. There was like no, a thanks. rooftop bar, yeah. and it was on the 50th floor, and they just walked up and stood on the railing and jumped off with their parachutes in their hands and just threw them and let them go and just base jumped off this bar. Yeah, no thanks. No, thank you. Absolutely Crazy. not. Crazy. I think anyone that does that, like, man, you're you are, nuts. You're playing with your life right there. you see that the one guy went? And the other guy stood there for a second to make sure that he wasn't going to die yeah. before yeah. he went. Yeah. But you know, you know, the plan was that they were going to go together, yes. right? They yes. all talked about it and they all made sure. So when we get up there and, and, and we, we give the signal, we're all doing it. Right. But yes. the other right? guy will right? never, he'll never know that the other guy went first. He knows now because he's yeah, watched because the video. It's, it's, it's all over now. the news. Oh, so they, they've had discussions. Uh, like, why yeah. didn't you? Yeah. 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 yeah, that one guy that, man, you're out of the crew yep. at that point. I'd be like, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't yep. trust you anymore. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can shimmy your way across the, <laughs> the, the ledge with Maury. <laughs> Do you have anything, Ross, that, that, that you're what? scared of now that you, oh. as an adult, that uh, you weren't necessarily like, scared like, of like a, like a natural scare, like a heights or a, or a dark yeah. or death? whatever. Um, no, I'm not afraid of death. No, like, but when you were a kid. No, I wasn't afraid of death when I was a kid. You didn't understand death when you were a kid. You were invincible no. when you were a kid. Um, anything that I'm af- anything that I'm afraid of, you know what? You know what's interesting is I, I I guess it was because when you're younger and you grow up in a house with a family and 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 all this stuff, um, that you really loved being alone, mm-hmm. right? Like you loved, loved, loved being alone, and I and I did too. I loved being alone, but I find that now. If I'm alone, I, if Catherine is in the house and Roxy's in the house and everything is happening, I will never think in the back of my head that I locked the front door. Right. Never. I just never wait. Just, it's just not a part of my, my mind doesn't go to places like that. But if I'm alone and I go to bed and I start thinking that I locked the front door, I will actually get up and go and check. Just in case. Just in case. Right. So it's not that I'm afraid of being alone, 
But when I am alone, I'm afraid of what I think about because I start mm. thinking about horrible things. And you just get into your own head. And then I get into my own head. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. wife is like that a little bit. Yeah. She doesn't like being home alone, not because of any safety, but she starts thinking of things potential. Yeah. What if this happened yeah. while I'm here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say scared, but I don't remember as a kid um, like being afraid or not liking needles. Now, I can't look. Like, if I have to go get blood work done or whatever, yeah. I can't look at the needle going into my arm. No, really? I have to look away. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I don't know why. Yeah. Huh. I have, whenever they have to do a needle for me, they have to use kitty needles. What is a kitty needle? Like a smaller It's got a Pokemon on it? No, it's like, <laughs> a, like a tinier prick. <laughs> <laughs> for a tiny prick? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shem's over there getting blood work done with a needle the size of a pencil. <laughs> the tip on that's as big as a Sharpie. Stick it in anywhere. I ain't afraid. <laughs> Give me the huge prick. <laughs> uh, that's so that's interesting that you weren't afraid of needles when you were younger, but you are now. Yeah. So were you always more afraid of needles? Um, no. No, you weren't. Now, terrified. Terrified. But when was that? Ha- when did it happen with you? Oh. Uh, Do you like know the 20s, age of where you, 20s? Maybe? Yeah. You more? I stopped. I, I, I didn't like it. I do know it's when I, the odd time when I have to go to the doctor, there was a, a moment in my teens or whatever when I had to go and get blood work done. Okay. AIDS tests and yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. And I remember being like, I don't know. I do not. Because I, I also didn't like seeing the blood coming out of the needle into those things. Oh, when they put the vial the on? Yeah. And they're very cavalier about the way that they pull those off and stuff another one on too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was... It's like pulling Lego bricks apart and then just like piecing it back cool, together. Man. And they don't even pull the needle out with care. They just sort of rip it out, put the cotton there and, and yeah. move on. Like yeah. they don't warn you. So do you think that your uh, aversion to needles was more of an... Ad- you just didn't want to be tested for HIV as opposed to you didn't want to get a needle, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that you're maybe more scared of AIDS than you were needles? No, needles. Needles! Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what the worst is? Uh, oh, the absolute so worst. When I used to go to the dentist and get a needle where they have to freeze your gums. Oh, God. Because no. now they have, like, a gel that they put, and it freezes your gums instantly. Yeah. But before, they would have this long-ass needle that they'd stick they still right do that. in the... No, I know they do. But thankfully, my dentist doesn't do it. But that, I remember... Just hating. And I would like, my whole body would tense. I would clench my fists like so, so tight before that needle went into my gum. Oh, it's the worst. The last time I went to the dentist, they had to give me that needle. And I was so scared they had to put a fan on me to cool me down. And they had to call call my husband for him to talk me through it. Oh, I am not kidding you. What? I was so scared they had to blow cold air on me and have my husband on the phone. Who tolerates that? Like, who goes through that much work? I wouldn't want you as a patient. No. I'm like, sorry, I'm full. I'm full of patients now. Find a new doctor, man. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you request the gel? They they don't have the gel at the dentist. It's the needle or nothing. Yeah. Mm. Man. Do you think that gel would work on anything you put it on? Yes, probably. Um, so funny you should ask because I've thought of the same thing and yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Not that I've tried, yeah. but I would assume yes. Really? Huh? Because yeah. it's I don't think it has to work only internally, it can work externally. Wait, what are you thinking of? What are you thinking of? I thought you were thinking of dipping your penis in it. To what? Hold on. Sorry. Say that again. <laughs> what were you thinking? 
thought you meant that you wondered if you dip your penis in it, would it freeze? <laughs> well, I, I was. But what were you talking about internally? Oh, like in your mouth versus oh. outside. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's what I'm talking about, though. Like when they put it on your gums, it freezes everything. Yeah, yes. so I said I'm sure it could work if it could work internally. Like in your mouth, it could work on extremities. Right. Yeah. And you were thinking what? Penis. Yes. You're always yeah. thinking penis. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Oh, I got one hurty eyebrow right now that I got to get rid of. Do you ever get those? Do you ever find that you get one eyebrow that just hurts? No. It's like super kinky and then it just hurts and you have to pull no, it No, sometimes it's like uh, you notice one from the corner where it's like super yeah. long. It's just like hanging uh, there. Do you get rid of it? No. I was once told if you pluck them, they won't grow back. Well, that's not true. Then why do people have to pluck their eyebrows so much? Yeah. No, I know that now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay, uh, Lena, we'll end on this one. Lena says here, could someone please provide a comprehensive list of all the things Dammit Maury is, quote, allergic to? <laughs> I feel like every podcast, the list gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Isn't it just one? Olives. Why are you asking us like we should know? <laughs> What's the list of things that you're allergic well, to? Well, I'm only allergic to olives and oil-based paint. <laughs> What's the reaction you have to oil-based paint? Oh, I get quite dizzy and sneeze a lot. What do you mean? But I only because my dad once said that you you're allergic to oil-based paint, so I've stuck with that forever. Right. But how and many times a in your life have you been uh, subject to being like near oil-based paint? They painted a hallway in the in my condo, uh -huh. like the dog exit. And I remember I was in the hallway and I knew it was oil-based paint and I immediately freaked out. I'm like, I got to leave this hallway. I'm allergic to this. I'm going to die. I don't know if it was oil-based paint. Most people do not use oil-based no. paint. It's a strong, strong smell. No, yeah. but you'll get like lightheaded or you'll get headaches just from but what like does allergic mean? Smelling paint. Lightheaded and, yeah. and dizzy. Yeah, but you're not allergic to it. You're just having like the natural reaction that everybody would have if they were oh, my like dad smelling strong younger, paint, right? My dad told yeah. me I was allergic to oil-based paint. No, I don't think you have an allergy problem. I think you have a nose problem. <laughs> I think that I think you take in too much with that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, it's true. I, really, I think that that's what it is. I, I don't know, man. Huh. I don't know. Well, anyway, I've lived my whole life where I've demanded only water-based paint. <laughs> I've demanded! <laughs> Demand water-based paint? What about a latex paint? Isn't that a latex? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So olives and water-based paint. No, well, an oil-based paint. Oh, sorry, oil-based paint <laughs> yes. is what Dan Maury's allergic yeah. But if you, to. whoever wrote that question, uh, if you feel that Maury has said on more than one occasion that he's different, that he's allergic to different things, shoot us another message because I don't really recall Maury saying that he's allergic to And he doesn't to, care. And he doesn't, yeah, and I don't care. Uh, so if you want to provide that, we can go through them all if you have a list of things that Maury yeah. said that he's allergic to, because I'm sure he has. And he's forgotten them now because obviously they were lies. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, just like everything. He's allergic to the truth. Yeah, just like everything. Thank you. That's the one thing Maury is allergic to, as we know, is the truth. Ask Roz and Mocha. You'll find us on Instagram at kiss925. Whenever we post that pic, that reads Ask Razamoka. That is where you fill up the comment section with your questions, and we'll go through and answer them. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.